is up, Foley fam? We are here with a special edition of the Chick Foley Show. We are doing our own Chick Foley Show draft tonight, man. That instrumental is so sweet. I kind of just wanted to leave it leave it playing through the so uh, the whole intro here. But before we go any further, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm stoked. I'm stoked for this episode. I think uh, we announced it in the group, and the group is the group is ready to hear our picks. I'm excited to um, to see where we where we stack up and what the what the group thinks. Of, their draft picks that they're going to give us after the show airs. Marco, how's things going up in Massachusetts, man? Going good, going good. I, I feel uh, I, I, we're gonna we're gonna put our picks out in the uh, in the group, and I feel like people are just gonna side with Sheena anyway, so it doesn't matter who we pick. <laughs> Probably, it's it's called the Chick Foley Show for a reason. So yeah, yeah, exactly. We're definitely going up against some uh, some built in bias. Uh, Not true, Jordan. What's happening out in the Midwest, man? Everything's good here, man. Just uh, ready to get my Al Davis on and draft every fast guy that's in wrestling and call it a day. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Sheena, the most popular segment of the show. Let us know what's new on the farm. Um, so what's going to be new by the time that you hear this is that we're moving. Uh, we're going to be integrating two flocks of chickens together. And if you've ever done that, it could just be chaos. But we're going to like sneak them in. The best way to do it is if you have two flocks of chickens, you know, an established flock and a, a new flock of pullets, you sneak them into the coop at night. So all the all the big girls are up on the roost. They're kind of sleeping. They don't know that this new faction is coming into the coop, right? So they wake up in the morning and they're like, holy shit. And it's just like chicken warfare for a few days where they like peck each other and kind of sort out the pecking order. So um, I'm going to be doing that tonight after uh, after the show goes off. So that's pretty much what's new. Um, been transplanting some things. Nothing really happening in the garden just yet, but uh, lots of garden prep going down. I, yeah, it's I be found like- that's the best way to introduce a threesome to your wife, too. Like while she's sleeping, <laughs> you just sneak another chicken, have her sleep next to you. And be like, whoa, how'd you get here? <laughs> oh, just, just hope oh, they man. don't find it out too bad. I can't believe Ari and exactly. I never discussed this while she was here. <laughs> yeah, you would have thought it would have been the first thing you guys talked about. <laughs> Sheena, tell the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. All of all the group that we've been talking about since the top of the show, uh, you can go to chickfoley.com, get all the information, join it. We have a new Picks League starting up. I am your Picks League champion. I'm trying to go back to back. So um, if you feel so, um, you know, so brave as to join the group and try to, you know, come dethrone me, then uh, go ahead, go to chickfoley.com, sign up, and uh, we'll get you in there before the picks go live. Yeah. Also follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren at Pod Foundation on Instagram. It's a good time to join the group. It's it's two bucks a month or 20 bucks for a year, and you're going to be part of an awesome community there in the Facebook group. We do a ton of stuff helping out, um, you know, figure hunting for each other, and people are always just selling some really cool shit in there also. And like Sheena said, we got the new season of Foley Picks League coming up. So what that is, basically every big pay-per-view or, you know, themed episode of Dynamite or NXT, um, we have just a prediction challenge, right? You pick all the matches and there's always a bunch of fun bonus picks like, you know, will Mox bleed? How many German suplexes will Brock hit? And it goes on for, you know, typically about four to five months. And then the winner gets cash money, man. It's straight. It's five bucks to enter. You get cash money. More importantly, and you get- I, 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 so I won this past picks league and I generously donated my winnings since, you know, I'm your fearless leader. It's not as fun when, when I win, it was fun for me, but I did take my title, <clears throat> my little figure title, uh, that Dan Turnquist made for me, uh, 
and I'm going to use that in bragging rights. And then, you know, I'm, I'm putting my pot toward the next season. So you'll actually win double the pot this season. Yeah. So it's double prize money uh, this time around. And, and most importantly, you're going to get a really, really sweet custom figure belt uh, from our boy, Dan Turnquist. So yeah, chickfoley.com for all the details on that. And you can get signed up. All right. I think that is all of our plugs and housekeeping out the way. I want to remind you guys, this show is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code chickfoley to save 10%. Does anybody have anything else they want to express feelings on before we get into the Chick-fil-A show draft? Oh, there's a lot of things I want to express feelings on, but not not necessarily <laughs> pertaining to the show. Okay. <laughs> right. Anything you want to uh, no. humorous with? No, I'm just joking. Okay. That sounded kind of ominous. I know, right? <laughs> Seems like you guys, you guys seem scared. Seems like a good time to move on. <laughs> All right. This is the first ever Chick-fil-A show draft. Again, we know the... Uh, the WWE draft is coming up here in a couple weeks. I think we've all kind of let our feelings be known that the draft is whatever. You know, they run it back every year because it consistently gets good TV ratings, but it's always been a little bit less than than desirable the way they've actually implemented it and stuff. But we're going to do our own draft tonight. It's going to be fun. The premise for this is basically we're all starting our own wrestling organization. All right, so we're not we're not going you know forty rounds deep. We're we're going to do six rounds. So really, you're kind of just grabbing the cornerstones for your, you know, fictional wrestling universe organization, whatever you want to call it. Here's the parameters I've given to the, uh, my, my co-host here. Cause this was kind of my brainchild. The, all right. So six rounds, there's, uh, some rules on who you can pick though. All right. You can go in any order you want, but you must draft one WWE wrestler, one AEW wrestler, one wrestler from outside the realm of AEW and WWE one female wrestler, one tag team, and then the real wild card here, one legend. All right. So we're going like car making model. You got to hit like the, the, you know, the year, you know, if you want like 1985 SD Jones or, you know, 1992 Tatanka, shout out to our buddy Alex Eubank, something like that. That That's how we're doing the legend and you're getting them at their peak, right? So you'll be, you'll be grabbing that person and, uh, and yeah, it should be fun. I'm really interested to see everybody's strategy on this, uh, before we go around and get started on the picks, let's kind of talk about prep. So I had a super boring staff meeting on Tuesday at work, and I kind of, instead of paying attention, I kind of scouted out my whole uh, my whole draft board, man. Uh, Sheena, where, what is your level of preparation for this thing? <laughs> um, on the way to Brett's soccer game tonight, I was uh, sketching out what, <laughs> what I was going to do or who I was going to pick. Um <laughs> Yeah, I had a, I had a, a notepad and a mm. pen going going fully old school, and I just like you know wrote down four four people under each category. Fair so. enough, uh, <laughs> Marco. The only one I really had issues with was like the non AEW WWE wrestler pick, so I uh, pretty much focused more with that. Um, than any of the other ones, I can. Uh, you, did, you did some deep dive research, yeah. Because yeah, uh, everybody you, outside the realm of AEW, yeah, WWE. you gotta go like you gotta go GCW, you gotta go New Japan, you gotta yeah. go Impact, you gotta go to all these different places to scour the talent there. So that's where my my brain you. was at. All right, and Jordan, what did you do for uh, for prep for this this monumentous episode? Took like a twenty minute break at work from getting yelled at and uh, sketched some notes <laughs> out in my notepad on my phone, so. I definitely uh, I, I did some research for this, so I'm not just coming in blind and writing it down on a notepad on the way to a soccer game like Sheena. You went you went full <laughs> you went full pod warrior style, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. 
All right. We will get into it. Uh, the order for the draft, it's going to be Sheena, Jordan, Marco, and then myself picking last. We're not doing any snake, even though that would be the fair way to do it. Um, for those familiar with fantasy football draft formats, we just figure it'll be a better listen if we just keep the same order. And I'll go ahead and throw a little trash talk out there. I'm confident that even picking last in each round, I'm going to end up with the people's choice for the uh, the best roster. So we ready to get into it? Let's go. Yeah. Sheena, are you ready to make your first pick? I am. All right. It should be no surprise um, that I'm going to acknowledge my one and only tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Call me a homer, if you will. I know this is like, oh, this is the obvious pick for first round in the draft. But everything this man has done in the last thousand days or however long it's been nowadays, I don't even know, um, has just been monumental. And I think he's just he's in God mode. He's greatness on a different level. He runs the island of relevancy he deserves to be the top pick in, in the Chick-fil-A draft. Yeah, I think sometimes the obvious choice is the obvious choice for a reason. It's easy. You see it a lot, in, especially in the NFL, like really specifically with um, quarter, quarterbacks. Sometimes teams just overthink it, man, and uh, get, try to get too cute. I don't think anybody could – I don't think it's the most exciting pick in the world, yeah. but I don't think anybody can be mad at Roman. Guys, you got any problem with Roman coming off the board first? Nope. Nope. He was actually number two on my draft board, so uh, – yeah, good good pick, Sheena. All right, Jordan, are you ready to make the number two pick in the Chick Foley Show draft? I am ready. So since uh, Seth explained that um, we can pick any legend from the peak of their career, uh, I decided to go with my legend first. Uh, so Jordan Will's team will be picking. The best there is, the best there was, oh, the best there ever will be. Damn. Damn. Dude. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I don't think there's I don't think there's any better choice to start my wrestling world than with Bret Hart yeah. at his peak of his career. I, I just I, I don't know, man. After doing the four hour pod warriors with Seth, before we did that, I liked Bret Hart a lot. I I, I really liked him, but after like rewatching a lot of his matches and stuff, I just I feel like this was the no brainer selection for me. I mean, you guys know I'm work rate king, and Bret Hart is a yeah. work rate king. So uh, wow, I decided I'd start off with Bret Hart in the prime That's of smart. his career. That's and he's he's way underrated on the character portion too. Like maybe not like word for word on the promos, but he was always effective on the promos and just a really good actor. And the yeah. other thing, he can be a heel and a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was actually. Before we uh, get to me, I was actually uh, talking to the Raw Down guys after we recorded. We were trying to school young Anthony on where to start because he wants to go back and watch the uh, Attitude Era. So we are trying to give him some like you know points. I I said mid two thousand two thousand six, mid ninety six to start yeah. to like to drop the seeds. But J Bone was like, "No, nah, go to you know Survivor uh, not SummerSlam ninety seven or some some shit like that." But anyway. I, I would say like WrestleMania 12, man. I think you yeah. can start after WrestleMania 12 because that are you, starting like from that day forward, man. You kind of start to get the seeds of the Attitude Era planted. Yeah, then but yeah, then, with that and then the like, I we I brought up Bret Hart. And I was like, dude, you never like with him. He was kind of like you. He kind of I don't I kind of give him like like a major credit with the Attitude Era stuff because you never knew when he was if he was working or shooting most of his promos. Um, yeah, and he was kind of dropping seeds like. As like I said in '96, like you know, that whole like you know that whole year, like it, it was just it was just it's just a weird year, and it's you can see it kind of molding into what the attitude era is. 
But with Bret Hart, dude, like you can't go wrong with uh with him when it comes to promos. I thought he was an excellent promo, um, personally. But yeah, same. What uh, Jordan? What year? What what year, Brett, Are you taking? Ooh, that's a good one. <sighs> I wasn't prepared for that question. You're <laughs> getting him in his prime, so I'm just I'm taking it as him in his prime. I I don't really need a year, honestly. I'll go. I'll, I'll just for for posterity for when we when we share this. I'll, I'll go 97, Brett. Man, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of torn on mine between 97 or 94. I feel like 94, he was a little bit better in ring, just a little bit faster. But like Marco said, 97, Brett is just yeah. the character work, the ring work, everything is just on point. So he was he was number one on my draft board. Did you have Brett on even on your board, Sheen? Yeah. Okay, so that was your number board, one right? person on your board. Yeah. Yeah, my oh. draft board's in shambles right now. I have Brett number one and Roman number two. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> you can't like, yeah, you, yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, Brett ninety seven. He's the man. I did Everyone not. Brett Hart. I did not expect. Well, first of all, I did not expect a legends to come off the board in the first round, and then for it to be Brett, uh, that was just, <sighs> he just that was that was guys. a move. That was a boss move. Yeah, he uh, like I said, man, he could he could be your top baby face or your top heel, and you're gonna get banger matches every time. So we'll move on because we, you know, we could Damn. probably go for another hour talking about Brett. Uh, Marco, are you ready to make your selection? I'm, I'm ready. All right. So for my pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of order, much like uh, much like the fig god here. I'm gonna start with a non AEW WWE wrestler, and uh, to to start my promotion, I can only think of one person that's been really, you know, lighting up the wrestling world. Without the help of the uh, the majors, um, if you catch my drift there, that was a little pun I dropped there. Um, I'm going with the indie god, Matt Cardona, uh, to start wow, good my uh, yeah. my company as my uh, my main event guy. I mean, can't go wrong. Look, I mean, does it all? Can be a heel, can be a face. Um, as you've seen his new video, uh, great tan. You definitely need that to be the man. Is to be tan so. The indie god is my uh my first pick there. Yeah, yeah. I had pick. him on my I had him on my board too. Yeah, he was on my draft board. He was actually number twenty four on my draft. Damn, board. Uh, Jordan, did were you have did you have Matt Cardona as a prospect? Um, I think you can guess the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jordan's not a huge fan. My one hang up, man. Like I, I'm I'm a big fan of the guy. I think he's a good worker and he's got a great character going. But the reason he wasn't higher for me is I wonder, because, you know, eventually he's got to go to AEW or WWE eventually, most likely probably back to WWE. Yeah. I just wonder what he's going to do with his character when he gets back in there, because the way he's gotten so over on the indies is leaning in to being like, you know, yeah. WWE main roster style. So, yeah, I think he's talented enough that they, they could tweak it a little bit and it'll still still be a really good heel. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to him making his making his move back on the big stage, and I think that's a solid pick to uh, to Maybe build around. Maybe he can just flip it, and when he's on the big stage, he can just go straight indie style. You know, true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that work as a heel, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah good pick, Marco. All right, I am up, rounding out the first round. And with the end of the first round, that will also be the end of the NFL draft chime. We're not going to hear that 24 times tonight, but yeah. I just thought it'd be a nice little touch for the first round. So with my first pick, um, interestingly enough, we all are going with different divisions for the first round. Mm. I am taking Charlotte Flair. Nice. I think she's just Ooh, the, uh, okay. you know, all, this, all the things that Sheena said about Roman say the same things about uh charlotte just flip the pronouns man like she's you could totally build your roster around her she could main event any pay-per-view 
anywhere in the world. And she could be a good face or a good, she's more of an, a heel for sure, but she could definitely be a good baby face. And I think she, you know, she's such a good worker in the ring. Like we saw it at WrestleMania. You don't even really need much build, right? Just put her in there with a half decent opponent and she can go out there and tear the house down. So uh, to, to be the cornerstone of my women's division, I will be taking Charlotte Flair with my first round pick. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. All right, Sheena, are you ready to kick off the second round? I think so. <laughs> All right, so I'm going with um, I'm going with another homer. I'm going to keep it in the women's division. I'm going to go with uh, the EST Bianca Belair. I just think uh, you know she's just on another level. She's so strong. She is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, and I still think. There's so much meat on the bone because, I mean, she's just an awesome, incredible baby face role model right now. I think there's a lot of meat on the bone for a hardcore heel Bianca Belair. Like, can you imagine her and a heel Montez Ford like together? Like that would just that's like dream pairing. So um, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. I think she could be a leader and a, um, you know, the top of any women's division in the world. Mm -hmm. Jordan, Marco, any thoughts on uh, on Bianca going number five overall? I mean, as far as current women's wrestlers, and honestly, I had four people on my list, and Seth and Sheena already drafted two of them for women's wrestlers, so I have no argument there. I mean, it's yeah. a good pick. Yeah. I had, a, I had a stacked women's pick. It was really hard for me to choose which one I was going to go with when the time comes. I was hoping that – I didn't have Charlotte on my board, but I was hoping some of you guys would take the other ones ahead of me just so that that way I would have a, a – a, better chance but yeah in the end my heart's pulling for for bianca i i had bianca at number 19 on my draft board so she was definitely on my radar uh marco were you looking to potentially take bianca um not not first but yeah she's definitely on my list there but she's gone now all right you're up uh <laughs> you're up it's, it's your pick now marco or no, no excuse me jordan's, up. Jordan, jordan's pick jordan's second. Next. So, yeah. jordan with the sixth pick in the draft so uh, keeping the women's wrestling train rolling, I am shocked to get her here, but I will take Rhea Ripley with my second round pick. Um, she was, yeah, she was on my board. Not much to say here. I, I feel like we're already getting the teases for her wrestling some of the guys eventually. I mean, they had her and Solo doing a stare down on Monday night. I just, I feel like it's eventually going to happen. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy to get Rhea. I mean, she's still in her 20s, so still got a lot of her career ahead of her. Um, that was a major thing for me is I didn't want to draft a whole lot of really old wrestlers. So, um, yeah, her being in her 20s was a no-brainer for me. It, yeah. it definitely wasn't the booty harness that put her over the top. <laughs> nope, right. Nothing about that. I mean, if I, was just draft, if I was just drafting on looks, I mean, Trish is actually an active wrestler again now. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Technically, and she, is, yeah. she looks better now than she did 15 years ago. So, if I was just yeah. going on looks, I would have dra- drafted Trish. But I- I'm happy with Rhea. Uh, shout out to the ladies, man. Three of the first six picks were uh, women wrestlers. Chick Fil A show where we love women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah I actually, t- you know, to peek behind the curtain, I was kind of torn on making the women's division their own thing um, and just making, you know, all the categories gender neutral. But I just feel like, you know, there, even though women's wrestling has come literally, you know, miles from where it was even five or six years ago, this the numbers just really aren't there. I was going to be the same. Numbers, and, dude, it's just yeah, so that's why I figured we'd still make it some division. But you know, we we hold them on equal footing with the uh, men's wrestlers for sure, as you can tell by how the the early part of the draft is going. So, Marco, you're up for the number seven pick in the draft. All right, um, I don't. We'll keep the we'll keep the lady train going. Um, I'm gonna. Hell yeah! My, my pick is uh 
is the uh, the TBS that bit show. Jade yeah, Cargill. She was on my list too. Is my pick. Um, pick. So def- yeah. I mean, young, talented, undefeated, great look. I mean, what, I mean, what else can you? What else can you say? There's nothing much else. The sky's yeah, the limit. The only for thing this lady. that the only thing that edged Bianca over Jade for me was just its experience. Experience. Man, yep, which, I get it. Yeah, that was the only thing. She's just she's just a a, a more green Bianca Belarity. They both have just like the. Was that, power. A, was that a Jade pun? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, very nice. Yeah, she's just they're so they're both so strong. They both just have like super powerhouse style of wrestling. Um, and and they're they both have the it factor. So yeah, I love both those ladies. Yeah, love Jade. Like I've, I've said multiple times, she's the closest thing AEW has to a Roman Reigns. She's awesome. She was number two on my list of uh, women's prospects behind Charlotte, and actually number ten on my draft board overall. So I've, I'm extremely high on Jade. Would not have would not have been upset at all if I ended up drafting her. All right, so I am closing out the second round. I'm making a pick that I think would is really going to surprise people, especially people that have you know known me for a while and know how fond I am of the excellence of execution, Bret Hart. But with my pick, I'm going to fill my legend slot with 1996 Heartbreak Kid Shawn oh. Michaels. <laughs> Damn. Um, similar to Bret, man, I think, you know, tremendous worker, just really incredible worker, and he can be an awesome baby face or heel, man. Like, that's something I really like in my in my main event, guys, because, you know, John Cena is just so it's so rare. You're going to have somebody who's just going to stay on one side of the coin their entire career. For that main eventer, you want somebody that can go back and forth, do a couple years as a face, a couple years as a heel. Um, and yeah, I just think HBK is the man. So 96 HBK is uh, is going to be the top of the roster for the, the male division for me. Nice. nice. All right. Sheena is up to kick off the well, let's take the uh, let's do the beverage break here before okay. we. Uh, Finish out the last two rounds of the draft. All right, the weekly beverage break is where we take turns telling you guys what we are sipping on as we pod. Sheena, I'll let you kick it off. I am um, same as last week, or was it last week that we recorded? Or the week yeah, before? We okay, I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, time, days are just flying by. Um, I'm drinking a Simply Spiked this time. I'm going with the lemonade uh, instead of the peach. I'm going with the blueberry lemonade. Um, these are these are delicious, dude. So um, definitely, once again, if you didn't listen last week, highly recommend the Simply line of beverages, pre canned beverages. I'll keep the uh, the blueberry theme rolling. I'm drinking. This is a beer by Edmonds Oast. They're a brewery out of Charleston, South Carolina. That, for whatever reason, they did not have distribution in Virginia. Surprisingly enough, but the the craft beer shop I go to here in Tennessee gets all their beers, and I become a big fan. They're really big on the sours, which is kind of like my favorite beer right now. This is a sour blueberry lime. It's an American sour ale blued with blueberries and lime. It tastes almost like a cocktail. Um, yeah, really delicious, and it's five point five percent, so it still packs a decent punch. Uh, Marco, what are you sipping on? Uh, keeping it basic tonight with the uh, Broken Skull American Lager. Um, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a nice comfort. It's a comfort drink. It's a, re- it's really nice, smooth, not too mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I'm not, I'm, you know, what's funny? I'm not really big on the sour sour beers. I haven't found a real good sour beer to oh, uh, to get into. Beers. So yeah, yeah, I think I just need sours to find and right goses one. are my uh, my goses too. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> you gozes, you gozes, is, 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 is too. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Jordan, what are you drinking, man? I also am basic tonight. I am drinking Sasha Banks' favorite beer, a Broken Skull wow. IPA. So, Gee, you know, I thought about going with a Broken Skull double IPA tonight. I should have done it so we just hit the trifecta, but you yeah, blew I can't it. go on Broken Skull IPA. I know. I ruined it. I was too damn selfish. Too damn selfish. <laughs> All right, let's hear from the uh, two bad chads of the Turnbuckle Tavern, and then we'll get into the second half of the Chick Foley Show draft. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, Sheena, with the ninth pick in the Chick Foley Show draft. I'm going to take my AEW pick off the board, and I'm going to take Malachi Black. Um, I just feel like there's so much potential with this guy. One, he's super toyetic, so when I start my my uh, toy line he's going to be one of the when the first in the line so um but on a on a real note i think he's just super talented he's never been fully realized and i, I think in wwe and aew i feel like he's just such a good character and he's kind of got that bray like creepy mystique but he's still like somewhat grounded where it's not just like too over the top i think if we just really gave this guy some time gave him some good long-term storytelling um you know the sky's the limit for malachi black yeah, I dig it. Uh, like you said, he's not—he hasn't had any real long feuds, man. I feel like he's always kind of been like like staying on the lighter side of the storyline. So yeah, it's just they a just whole lot throw of, him in, and then you know. Yeah, you got a whole lot of interesting angles and in, in big matches you could have with folks, man. Uh, Jordan Marco, what do you guys think of Malachi Black coming off the board at number nine? No argument. Malachi yeah, Black no argument is there. awesome. Um, I, I've loved every version of Malachi Black, even though I don't feel like he's been used right yet, as you guys said, but. Absolutely amazing talent, and he's got the look and everything. So he's got the look, he's got the athleticism. I love that he's like a darker, more macabre character. I just think that's macabre. Wow, that's a big word. Whoa, yikes! Are you insulting my intelligence? No, I'm just saying you don't hear the word macabre every day. That's I feel like I've seen that word in books before, but I've never actually heard it (laughs) dropped in conversation. Oh, well, the more you know. There you go. Sheena <laughs> dropping the $5 words on us. <laughs> I, I like Malachi. He actually, he didn't make my draft board, but, you know, can't really hate on it. Solid pick. All right, Jordan, you are up to close out the top 10 of the Chick-fil-A show draft. So at, at pick 10, um, I just think that this is one of the best workers in the world. Um, I'm going to take my non-AEWWE guy, and I'm going to take Will Ossipray. Damn you, you jerk. Wow. I just, just I, fucking me over, dude. Yeah, I just, just I don't. I, you know what? I, right, I should. So, I thought so, about. To, I thought about going ahead and taking Will Osprey, but you because nobody else probably had Malachi. I, should, I fucked myself right there because I should have just taken Will Osprey off the damn board. God okay, dang so it, the dude. way Seth and Sheena just reacted tells you everything you need to know about my pick. Will Osprey is just absolutely incredible. Um, Mother effort. I I feel like he gets he doesn't get enough love because he does only wrestle it. Well, he mainly wrestles in new Japan and overseas. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of American fans get to view him the way they should. Um, I'm telling you right now, if this dude was on AEW or WWE, he would be at the top of the roster. This, this dude's unreal. Well, um, yeah, he's, he, he was always really good. Like back when he was doing the, 
the stuff with Ricochet as a cruiserweight, but when he really committed to building his body, man, I think he put on about like 25 yeah. pounds of muscle. Like it just instantly made himself a main eventer. Like only the only negative aspect on him, I would say is I do not see him having a long career. Cause even though he's put on the muscle, he's still a pretty small guy and he's taken some serious, serious bumps, but you know, we're, we're, we're kind of looking at this as like a three year commitment on all these drafts yeah. we're making and, can't go wrong with Will Ospreay. He was number one on my for my non AEW WWE picks as well. Yeah, he uh he actually came out with a video recently talking about how he pretty much doesn't have much time left <laughs> on the table when it comes to uh, yeah. performing because uh, the, the injuries are pretty much piling up uh, on him. So yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a sad video uh, to watch, but yeah, he's pretty much you know almost done with his style of yeah. wrestling that he's been doing. You're going to need to use him almost like just like a final boss, dude, like eight to ten matches a year, man. But it would definitely be worth it because yeah. the guy's pure magic when he's in the ring. Yeah. All right, Marco, you are up with the number 11 pick. All right. Um, I was trying to go back and forth to see which I was going to go. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with the legend on this one. Um, I'm surprised no one's picked this this gentleman up because, I mean, he's he's he has a cool factor. And that's Scott Hall. I'm bringing Scott Hall mm. back. 96 Scott Hall we'll go with. Uh, we'll go with Outsider coming into WCW. Uh, I love it. Just shifting the uh, wrestling lands as you know it. Uh, that's Scott Hall. I mean, you can't go wrong with him. Like I said, he's going to bring the cool factor. Everyone loves him. Guys like, you know, he, I mean, he's everywhere. Everyone knows who Razor Ramon is if they don't know who Scott Hall is. Um, just a, pretty much a household name in that in that aspect. Yep. Um, he can work um, great on the mic, obviously. Uh, he can work heel. He can work face. Um, he could be that vet for like a Jade Cargill kind of, you know, uh, for my stable anyway, kind of teach her the ways of, uh, you know, of being a, you know, a heel or face, depending on where she goes. So, yeah. And he obviously he I mean, he came up with the with the crow sting. So, I mean, he pretty much gave sting his gimmick for the rest of his life. So. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, he would be a serious uh, X factor backstage because he's just got such a great mind for the business. So yeah, yeah, can't go wrong with that one. We love Scott Hall. Rest in peace, Razor Ramon. Uh, awesome pick, man. I got I got no beef with him. he. He wasn't on my draft board. I was kind of looking at more like the traditional main eventers, but yeah, he's definitely up there for me. Uh, Sheena, Jordan, you guys have Scott Hall on your uh, on your card? I didn't, but I love that pick and I love that version of Scott Hall. So. Here yeah. for that. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I only had three legends on my board because I knew I was my first round pick was going to be a legend. So, yeah, nothing wrong with it, but yeah, just wasn't on mine. All right. I will close out the third round by taking my AEW pick off the board. Mm. I think this guy is tremendous. Ultimate babyface. I'm probably going to end up making this guy the number one babyface in my company. Hangman Adam Page. Mm. Good choice. <clears throat> yeah, not a bad choice. Yeah, I just, uh, like I said, he's just such a white meat baby face, man. Like, I think he's got all the charisma in the world. Can just, is just a really great, you know, kind of fighting as an underdog type guy. Uh, and, and the work's really good, too. I was, I, I won't spoil it until the other guy comes off the board. I was really torn between him or somebody else for this next pick, but I go with Hangman just because he's still relatively young, also. Like, it seems like he's been around for a while, but. He got started so young, so I think Hangman's just got a really long career still ahead of him, and I don't think we've seen the best out of out of Hangman Page yet. I would agree. All right, Sheena will be kicking off the fourth round. All right, since um, 
you guys took Will Ospreay off the board for me. I'm going to go with my neck and and Cardona too for my non WWE picks. I am going to go as a as a card carrying member of somebody who got to see this person make their entrance mm-hmm. live and in person way past my bedtime. I am going to go with the MDK King himself, Ooh, Nick Gage. Nice. Yeah, I think, um, dude, he's just, I, I love the rags to riches story. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, you know, just always clawing his way up from the bottom. He's freaking hardcore, dude. And I can tell you being there and seeing that entrance in person and getting the world's hardest fist bump from freaking Nick Gage. Like he's just electric, man. The crowd loves him. Um, the man is something special. So I'm, I'm going with, uh, with Nick Gage for my non AEW WWE pick. Yeah, you're right. He definitely brings the energy. I had he was on my board a little bit lower. You know, I he's definitely a special attraction, dude. Like, dude, kind of what we were talking about Will Ospreay. Guy's really broken down at this point, so he's not putting on great matches. But if you let him stay in his lane, uh, he can still be very entertaining, and he's one of the best baby faces in the business, man. Just he's just got the authenticity that you just can't buy. You yeah. can't manufacture. Like, <laughs> you either have it or you don't. And he's definitely got it. That's why I think the people really buy into yeah. to what he's doing. There's better wrestlers. Like I had some superstars on my freaking non WWE list, but just going from straight up, like I said, just like energy and just somebody who's going to just bring, bring a hardcore loyal fan base in too. Right. Like some people that are going to, anytime that Nick Gage is on TV, these people will watch. So um, yeah, that's why I'm bringing him into to my universe. All right. Jordan Marco, do you guys, were you guys scouting Nick Gage? Uh, yeah, I did have him on my list. Um, I think he was fourth on my list for non WWE guys, just because. I mean, dude, he's just he's just a personality. Like, I, I mean, I, I eventually think Nick Gage is going to be great as like a commentator for GCW, just because he does love it, man. Dude's passionate. Yeah. Um, as far as like actual work rate, n- not great, not up there, but yeah, he's fun to watch. That that is the thing I will say about him is he loves what he does and he's good at it and yeah, I mean he's carved out a career for himself. So and dude, how how mage while was carving it? up foreheads and while carving up foreheads exactly. And how mage was it like seeing him at that GCW show, Jordan? Like he came he came right in between us and stood on our chairs and like you know the whole crowd was going freaking nuts. Dude. We got fist like, bumps from him. That's what I said. I got the world's hardest fist bump, dude. He like he don't play. He just whack. Yep. <laughs> he just gives it right to you, dude. So yikes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said that's what she said yeah he, he fists really he's a, hard he's a real hard fister give you a- that's right <laughs> all right uh jordan you are up with pick number let me do some quick public school math here pick number 14 all right uh i am gonna be the first person to take a tag team oh boy Damn it. This was tough for me because I, I feel like a lot of the top tag teams are are getting up there in age, you know, and uh, mm. they're they're starting to get a little long in the tooth. And but, and Jordan is ageist. Yes. <laughs> this is the this is the one pick where I, I, I don't really have a, a lot of the youth on my side, but uh I'm gonna go with the young bucks for my tag team. Ooh. I just I mean that's you can't sound a bad pick. Okay. I just everything about these guys from the first time I saw them wrestle, I just I, I know a lot of people are just like all they do is spots, which I mean you're not wrong on that. It's just I mean, when was the last time you saw a boring Young Bucks match? Like there there is no boring Young Bucks match. They always bring it. So True. Um, it was tough for me between the top three teams for me, but I just having the chance to get the Young Bucks in the third or fourth round is uh I, I couldn't pass on it. So yeah, Young Bucks. 
Yeah, I love that, man. Like like you said, they don't have a bad match. I actually did not have the Young Bucks on my draft board. Wow, that's surprising. I thought oh. about it a lot because I am I am a big Young Bucks fan. I've been following them since, you know, the before the AEW, before the, the all-in days. Um, really enjoyed all their work and stuff. But I do feel like stylistically they're so different that – it's hard to like. It's hard to envision them going to like WWE and just being a team that's on like TV, having matches every couple of weeks. Because yeah, they really, sense. it's such an it's such a spectacle every time they have a match that like you can't just put them in the middle of the show somewhere. You know what I mean? Which I guess it's a good problem to have, but I don't know. I was kind of looking for more like versatility and stuff. I guess out of, out of my tag team division, but yeah, I ain't mad at it. Huge huge fans of Matt and Nick, uh, Sheena, Marco. Did you guys have the Bucks on your on your card? I did. I did. Yep. All right, uh, Marco, you are up next. Um, I'm going to go with a WWE wrestler, and I'm not sure if I mean I, I'm assuming one at least one of you had this person on your on your list, but maybe not. Um, surprised no one's picked this guy yet because he's definitely a potential star, and I think you could definitely uh, make him that. And I'm going to go with uh, Montez Ford. As my pick nice. for a WWE I him, wrestler. I had him on my board. Yeah, I, knew, I had yeah. him on my I knew board you were of the, my four that I had. I figured you were the, <laughs> the one that had him, but yeah. That's all right. I mean, you can't, I mean, obviously you can't go wrong. He's definitely on the cusp of, uh, obviously he has to break away from from uh, the dead weight. Uh, he's well, yeah, really we dead have weight, sorry. dead weight Dawkins. <laughs> dead weight Dawkins. Uh, but no, he, Doc. no, he's definitely great on the mic, great personality. We we always, you, you compare him to like, a, like the rock when you start Starting up, definitely has to go on a heel run uh, to make it to make it happen for him. But yeah, I think I think that dude's like a, he's he's definitely a future world champion in my eyes. Anyway, yeah. if they if we they haven't e- we right. haven't even seen what uh, what Montez Ford is capable of. Yeah, yet. not even scratching the surface, man. That's a great pick. I really I wasn't looking at so much long term potential. I had, I got a few kind of up and comers on my draft board, but. Yeah, we've we've been buying Montez Ford stock since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I came on the show in 2020, and I feel like it was within the first couple episodes. We, you know, we started discussing like how much we thought this guy was just going to be an absolute superstar. And yep, it's crazy they haven't pulled the trigger on him yet. Obviously, they got some big plans. If you see the way that he was showcased in that elimination chamber match earlier this year, I really think he's you know again because Angelo Dawkins is totally he's a really good wrestler, right? He's fine. I don't want to make him out to be like you know the the Jim Neidhart or Marty Jannetty on on this situation, yeah. but. I feel like they've kind of just got the street profits in a holding pattern until the creative lines up where they really got a lane to just push Montez through the roof. Cause I think it's going to be explosive um, once he finally does go solo and goes yeah. on that first run. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I believe I am up next finishing out the fourth round. I will be taking a WWE stars. Also I'm stunned, man. I feel like this is an absolute steal. I'm getting Seth freaking Rollins with the last pick in the fourth round. So, uh, again, man, I think, you know, dude could totally be the number one guy in the company. I know I've been kind of my thing. I've always said about Seth is that he is Randy Orton to Roman Reigns, John Cena, but, uh, somebody on Reddit squared circle made this observation earlier this week. I was reading, they said he's actually more like macho man to Roman's Hulk Hogan, you know, like the hardcore fans back in the day knew that, Macho Man was really better than Hulk in just about every category, but it just, you know, Hulk was the guy the company was behind. I feel like that's where we're at with Seth right now, dude. Like, he's the man, but I think he's just, and he's happy with it. He doesn't seem like he gets too frustrated with it. I think he's just kind of settled into that number two spot in the company, which is not a bad place to be at all. Um, 
but you know, I'm going to make him the man in, in my, you know, my wrestling federation I'm starting up here. So I'm taking Seth freaking Rollins as my WWE guy. He was Pretty on cool. my list. I yeah. mean, yeah, oh, yeah. He, yeah, you can't go wrong with Seth Rollins. Nope. All right, Sheena, you're back up. All right. So I am taking my tag team and I'm going to go with FTR. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, one, they're like super marks for Bret Hart. So that gives them, um, you know, bonus points in my book. And they, they say Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame. So that also gives them bonus points in my book. But on that a, was such a weird. I'm glad that that kind of, I'm, I'm glad that WWE did a good job of kind of like just burying it. Cause I feel like that hardly <laughs> ever comes up, but that was just so weird and bizarre. Like, that's the kind of thing that could end up like, you know, taking over somebody's legacy sometimes. Oh, 100%. Um, but uh, yeah, so FTR, like you were talking about a versatility. Um, I just think they're, they're the kind of guys that are versatile, man. They can do like slow, methodical uh, storytelling type wrestling, and then they can just get in there and just freaking go with the spots and, you know, hang with guys like the Bucks and, uh, you know, the Lucha Bros and things like that. So I think, um, you know, FTR, I mean, and they have belts from all over the place. I mean, the, guy, the guys are modern day belt collectors, so... Uh, yeah, I got to go with FTR. Yeah, FTR was number number one on my tag team rankings for just the versatility. Kind of the opposite of what we said about the Young Bucks, where they're kind of like in their niche and really, really good at what they do. I feel like FTR, they can they can go super technical. They can get in there with some high flyers. They could, you know, they could have super violent brawls like we saw with that double dog collar match with the Briscoes. They're just yep. so versatile, but no matter what kind of match they're in, it's always excellent. And I just like, they just like pay homage to like old school tag team wrestling too, which I also love like the glory days of tag team wrestling in a time when tag team wrestling has sometimes felt like it didn't really matter. FTR always makes it feel like it matters. So going with FTR. I kind of had the same struggles with my top two tag teams, young bucks and FTR were my top two. The, the injury problems are, are starting to mount for both of them. Um, so Mm -hmm. that's kind of a scary thing because, uh, like Seth says, the best uh, ability is availability. So I I don't love that for either one of those tag teams, honestly, but they are to me, it it was easy between those two. Um, I would have been happy with either one. So yeah, great pick. Mm -hmm. All right, Jordan, Jordan, you're up next, buddy. I'm going to go with my WWE guy here. Um, I'm going to go with somebody who I think is the future of WWE. Um, I, th- I thought about this for a while and I, I said, I'm drafting youth. Like uh, I'm booking out 10 years for, for wrestling here. So I'm going to go with uh, Carmelo Hayes as my WWE guy. Good Ooh, I, like I just think that this yeah, dude, I, threw, I threw around Carmelo. Yeah. <clears throat> I think this dude has it. I mean, he just, his presentation in the ring, the way he wrestles, his promos are great. I, I like everything about this dude. And, uh, there's a lot of rumors about him getting called up to the main roster on this draft, which is really surprising considering he just won the NXT title. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I just, I think Carmelo is the future of WWE. Yeah. You know, I'm King of kayfabe, so I kind of hate discussing stuff like this, but I 100% believe that Grayson Waller is winning that belt next Wednesday or next Tuesday night for the sole purpose of Carmelo Hayes getting drafted up to the main roster. Yeah, I could see that. He is ready to go, man. He is him him and Braun Breaker both. It looks like they want to give Braun a little bit of extra seasoning and let him get a little bit of heel run in. Yeah. Get some, uh, you know, get, get some highway miles in as a heel down in NXT before he comes up, which is probably for the best. Uh, but yeah, Carmelo, he just doesn't miss, man. Like he does not miss, dude. Like promos, matches, presentation, 
he's got it all. He's the total package, and it's going to be great seeing what he does on the main roster. Yeah, I know. I've I know him as uh around these parts because he's a, he's from my neck of the woods. His uh his uh indie name was uh Christian Casanova. Um, but yeah, I seen him a few times locally, and uh, you could definitely tell he was going to be yeah. I I, I did not know he's going to get get into WWE so quick because I felt like I just seen him like maybe like. Uh, like a year ago or so, like a few years ago, but um, yeah, no, he, he's definitely that's definitely a steal as a for a pick. You can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. All right, Marco, you are up. Ne- or no, excuse me, I, I'm up next. My bad, no, Marco's uh, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm no, Marco's up. up. Marco, I'm up next. Oh my yeah. bad. Okay, sorry. Jesus, I'm tired. I'm lost in the sauce. <laughs> Just trying to. <laughs> I'm not, dude. I, I did that, have that blue, already that blueberries drunk. hitting hard, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is my first beer of the day. I did have like just a blinder of a headache going all day, and then I went straight out to coaching Brett's soccer team out in the uh, hot ass sun. Which hey, we won ten to two. We're three and zero on the season now. Eleven game winning streak going back to last year. Basically, the Roman Reigns of six year old or five and six year old soccer. All right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know, dude. I'm a little off my off my A game here. So who? So it's it's Marco's, Marco's yep. pick. Yeah. Okay, yep. Marco, um, you're up. Sorry, yeah, guys. So I'm gonna go with the tag no team, um, and I'm gonna. I mean, the, the, the tag team part was very hard because you had to go through. I was go try to jump into other promotions and stuff like too as as well that that I I do like other tag teams and, and other promotions, but I settled on uh, these two gentlemen, the uh, the Lucha Bros. Are going to be they my pick for tag yeah, team. They were on my Fuck. list. <laughs> that was my pick, bro. They were on deck, dude. I already, I already, I already had, I already had their numbers programmed into my cell phone, dude. To give them the call and tell them to put the ball caps on, man. Um, Damn you, Marco. Yeah. Oh, so I was gonna, I was gonna go with Aussie Open because I, I wanted to go like kind of go left yeah, field. Go, with there's the, still with the time. Pick. Go with there's Aussie still- Open. You got time. But, um, but I said no. Nah, I like the, uh, I like the Lucha Bros. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Ray Phoenix, Penta, then, I mean, Ray Phoenix Incredible. is probably like one of the best wrestlers, if not the best wrestler in the world to me anyway. Um, yeah. You can, you can, you can split them up. They can go single if you need to. Uh, they can come together, obviously, and form the Lucha Bros if you need. Bangers of matches. Toyetic. Very, yeah, very toyetic. You can sell, I mean, it, that's what I was trying to go with with my picks. You got to go with the toyetic people as well. And you, you know, uh, that's why I picked Matt Cardone. He's going to be like the brainchild behind the merchandise of the uh, of the of my federation, if you want to call it that. And he'll definitely uh, he'll definitely get the Lucha Bros out there. He'll have bendies and he'll have uh, regular figures. He'll have ultimates of them. He'll have all that stuff. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely the Lucha Bros, man. They're my favorite tag team. Good. Love yeah. them. Good pick. Sorry, Seth. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> nah, it, it's all good, man. It's all good. I. I Pretty much the exact same reasons you said. That's why I want to take them too. I think they're an amazing tag team on their own. They're similar to what I said about Charlotte. They don't require a lot of build or a lot of storyline. They're nope. kind of just plug and play, man. Don't you need a, you need to fill twenty minutes on a pay per view? Throw them in there with the team, and it's going to be entertaining. And then you get the bonus that they could both go solo. Like you said, Ray Phoenix. I think he's it's probably between him and Vikingo for the best lucha in the world right yeah. now. And um. And he's and aside from that, he's probably one of the top ten or twelve wrestlers in the world, full stop right now. And then Pentagon's a really he's really good on his own right. He's a really entertaining character. So yeah, just can't go wrong with these guys, man. Mm-hmm. Uh great pick. Sheen, did you have the luchas on your list? Oh yeah. Yeah. All of my um tag teams got picked in this draft. Nice. So I'm picking next. Um 
it's kind of dealer's choice for me because the two categories I got left, you guys have already picked all of them so far. So I'll go with my non-AEW guy just to break up the tag team talk a little bit and go with Okada. Kazuchika Okada, man. I just think that he is, uh, you know, he's a huge star. Obviously, his best days are behind him. He's got a little bit more, uh, a little bit more in the rear view than he does in the windshield. But I think he's still got, uh, you know, a few more solid years left at his peak, especially if you're only having him wrestle, you know, 10 to 15 times a year. So I'll go Okada to, uh, you know, really kind of round out my my main event division. Yeah, I had Okada on my um, nine. AEW picks, so yeah, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you that that's a bad pick. Jordan, I figured you, Mister Workrate, would be taking Okada with yeah. your first couple picks, man. Age, man, age. It's yeah, all, all about He's age. Getting up there. So, so my my uh, non AEW WWE guys, not one of them is over thirty. I, I just the problem with the indie circuit is, man, you get a lot of wear on yourself too when you're not in WWE yep. or AEW because, dude, a lot of those guys are wrestling two or three times a week, so. It's just yeah. tough. I mean, Okada's done so many 60-minute matches and stuff. Like, dude, his – yeah, like you said, his best days are definitely behind him, but still an incredible wrestler. Jordan, Jordan's in the insurance business. He's, like, pre-programmed to hate old shit. <laughs> he's looking you know? at – he's doing a lot of risk management. Yeah. Oh, the people he's at <laughs> yeah. his roster. Other than the Young Bucks, I feel pretty good about my risk management. Osprey was a little a little edgy for me because eh. he's factoring in what his fucking medical bill is going to be as yeah. he's fucking. Uh, hey man, you, you, yeah. you got to think about that. Like you got to think yeah, about like when, about you're, the when you're running a business. Like I need all these guys ready to go. Yep. <laughs> all right, we are kicking off the last round. Sheena, give us your uh, your last pick. So this is my legends pick, and it's a little bit of a swerve. So I'm going to see if I can get this by you guys. Uh, if not, I have another one on deck, but <clears throat> I am going to take modern era Triple H because I have no idea how to run a wrestling promotion. I have no idea how to write stories, but that motherfucker does. So I'm going to go ahead and take him <laughs> to have him run my wrestling company. He can't even work. And uh, yeah, yeah exactly. I don't need him to work. I need him to sit in gorilla. Oh, I need him, I need him to sit. Oh, I need him to no. sit in gorilla. Oh, and uh, no, what? You're not going to let me take yeah, that one? This is like, this is like the Eagles fans are like booing Donovan McNabb off the, uh, off the stage. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. Okay. You, you made the pick. You can you take want, him. Do you You're want like, me, do you want me to give you my, my real pick? That, so that was like a last minute. I was thinking uh, to myself, what? you don't get to do. Too oh, okay. Man. All right. I'll take, I'll stick with it, dude. I'll have the best stories. Y'all, y'all, you guys, I'll be writing you under the fucking table. Dude. Vince McMahon's going to show up and take your organization. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 that wasn't Vince, a good pick at all. Captain Mustache fucking show up and yeah. the whole thing. The fucking Gomez Adams. No, dude. Coming what, out a, what a swerve. Sheena takes 2023 Triple H with the bad ticker with her last pick, man. Know, dude, right? he's, still, he's still got his mind, and that's all I need, dude. I got, Sheena's so, like, I have... Sting from 1992? No. Vader from 1993? No. <laughs> no. Kurt Angle from 2006? No. no. Stone Cold? I had, yeah. I had 97 Steve Stone Austin, Cold. Steve, 97 Stone Cold. Rick or 96 Blair, Stone Macho Cold. Macho Man. You literally had the entire breadth of freaking wrestling legends and you picked modern day the most shocking pick your guy can't even <laughs> work horrible yeah you know what? i just told you guys i don't need i don't need him to work dude there's there's plenty of talent out there i need i need the people behind because but guess this what? was your magic guess what? pill no because guess what dude there's lots of freaking companies out there that got a lot of fucking good talent and don't know what to do with them dude and they just sit around and sit back at catering and do nothing man so i have triple h to actually put the pieces in play and freaking write and tell amazing I mean, stories i get what you're saying but i just feel like if you got this you know again this magic pill where you could bring back any wrestling legend from any era 
and you're going with a guy who's never going to step in in the ropes, man. That's a it's a bold choice. Bold for strategy, sure. yeah. yeah, it is. We'll, we'll see what right, the well, listeners say on this bold, one. Yeah, if you're not bold, then you know, just get, get out. Do you know what I mean? Like, just you got to make a bold choice. This, so we're all boring. Like, oh yeah, let's take Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's a fucking obvious choice. Let's no, take Bianca Belair. Yeah, that's a fucking obvious choice. Everybody's like, yeah, that's so great. Yeah, but the legends. Then, but I'm talking about specifically the legends, dude. You get. Again, you got. Yeah, I got 97 Stone Cold queued up right here, dude. Uh, he's, he was at the top of my list. And, yeah, uh, had the best match ever. 97 Stone Cold, I remind you, had what is widely considered to be the greatest wrestling match of all yeah, time. Yeah, I had 97 Stone we're Cold, take 98 Modern Taker. Triple H instead. Yeah. I mean, you, you wow. should have queued down the list, Sheena. Damn. I did queue down the list. So oh, I, I had Bret Hart, Taker, and Stone Cold. I mean, he was, like I said, he was the last. I was thinking about this this whole time like you know actually who am i i was thinking how i can make my legends more interesting i mean like you know yeah controversy creates cash to quote eric bischoff this is definitely one that will get people talking so if, <laughs> yeah if you sacrificed and made this pick just to get a little bit of heat get a little bit of conversation going you did hats it. off to you man you you, you, <laughs> you know you sacrificed for the greatest show i do want to point out another peek behind the curtain when we were Sitting down eating dinner this evening, Sheena kind of was just bouncing some of her draft, uh, like her draft board off of me to see what I thought. Like not going into detail, but just kind of floating the people she was looking at to, you know, kind of gauge my interest on them. She did not mention at all this <laughs> fucking incredibly insane plan of drafting Modern Era Triple H in her legend squad. So this was not co-signed by me at all, guys. If, you know, anybody's wondering right now, I like, think where was I at on I this one? I think the people so. are going to love it, dude. I think the people are going to be like, yeah, that was really, that was a smart move to get, to build the back Man. of the house. You know what I mean? You can't have a restaurant without the freaking executive chef, dude. You know what I mean? And this I'll, is NFL dude, draft. The fans dude, are pelting I, the stage. Yeah, I was, I was, because right you know what? I'm too big of a mark. I would be, I would be too Tony Khan. I'm going to be out there like hugging motherfuckers and like you know being like yeah this is so cool and i need somebody who's grounded who can like actually Dang. you know she's taking play, the easy way out back there you know sheena has I mean, no faith in herself to run her own company I was, Jesus. I was, I says, says a lot i was yeah no i was worried i don't want that responsibility yeah i was worried about the biasness of the group now i'm not anymore i think they definitely get it's definitely going to be a hail turn <laughs> on i think sheena. we're good dude yeah <laughs> if sheena wins best roster wits definitely just that's it's biased because she's sheena hell. we know that beyond a shadow of a doubt now yeah <laughs> all right uh yeah. jordan what is your this is interesting jordan marco both their last picks are in the same category jordan give us your AEW pick this one's tough for me um but I, I do feel like the guy that I definitely wanted on my roster, it was I'm surprised he's still there. I'm gonna go with MJF. I, I need a shitbag heel at the top of my roster, and there is no bigger shitbag heel than MJF. Um I, I feel like this guy's best days are definitely in the in the windshield rather than the rear view. I mean, he's only twenty seven years old. He's getting better every year. Yes, he's a little bit probably too much for for like a normal company on normal tv but we can tune that down a little bit if, yeah. if he gets mouth couple I'll tweaks of the, the character face. so yeah we, i i like mjf a lot man i just i think that that iron man match showed a lot about who he is as a wrestler and i like it man i just i feel like mjf has a, a lot to offer yeah, and he's super talented. I like you said. I feel like you could you could tweak the character a couple degrees and still keep the essence of what makes MJF MJF without, um, you know, but still being able to present it to a mainstream audience. So yeah, no, can't hate on that pick. They're thinking, dude, it's crazy how young this dude is. Wait, he's twenty six, right? Twenty seven years old. Yeah, twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. So just it's absolutely just yeah. He, 
there's no telling what this dude's going to turn into. You know, wrestlers don't even hit their peak till like kind of like mid thirties, man. So yeah, he hasn't even see that. he hasn't even scratched the surface yet of what he's going to do for his career. I don't think. Yeah, he was not on my draft board for AW guys just because um, I'm just not a huge MJF fan. But yeah, kind of kind of a hater proof pick. Uh, Marco, who'd you grab from AW? Oh man, she she don't want to talk about swerves. I got a swerve for you for my AEW pick. Um, it's the one and only Adam Cole, baby! Only because we used to shit on him and how small he is and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, Adam Cole's a... I think he's the perfect pick for any company. Um, he's over with the fans. He could be a heel if you need. Um, he could be a face if you need. Um and you get Britt Baker along with it too, as well. So you have a dentist just in case you know people's teeth get knocked out. We have someone uh, on call that can uh, right. you know make you have it happen. In so. The back. Yeah. So Adam Cole, baby, is my AEW pick. Okay, Good so pick. You got the heel face versatility. So Go everybody ahead, drafted their AEW guy now, right? Yep. So nobody picked Kenny. Wow. I think, oh. dude, I had him on mine, and, and we're going to go around and wrap mine. up. We'll, we'll go through and wrap up the, the categories, kind of do a wrap-up at the end, but we'll go ahead and kick off the Kenny discussion. I actually had him as my number three AEW pick. If it's for one year, he's probably right behind 97 Brett and and Roman. I think he's probably number three on my draft board, but I, I was kind of operating on like a three-year plan with this thing. Yeah. And even though he's looked great since he came back from injury – I feel like at any match that dude could be gone for like eight or yeah. nine months, man. He's just same thing we said about Okada, same thing about we said about Will Ospreay. Applies to Kenny probably even more than those guys, man. He's just had an absolutely incredible career, man. Incredible career, and he has sacrificed his body for the fans. And I just don't think there's many many punches left on that bump card. Yeah, yeah. I, I had Kenny on my AW picks, but yeah, he just didn't he didn't make the the top. I couldn't take Kenny and Roman. I feel like that's that's yeah. a little too much. And I yeah. couldn't take Kenny in the books because I, I can't have that. Uh, <laughs> can't have that, man. I'm going to have to shut that shit down quick. Can't, ha- can't have that kind of family drama. No. I, I will close out the draft. This is definitely not the most exciting pick, but I'm going with the Usos for my tag team. They, uh, again, you know, they're the Usos, man. The, the biggest stars worldwide in the tag division right now. They put on really really great matches every time out. Um, but like I said, I know they're, that's, I know that's not the most exciting pick just cause they've been around forever and we've seen these guys so much, but I still think they're, they're the kind of team you could definitely build your tag team division around. Yeah. And yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with that pick at all. Like it's, it's, it's foolproof. Like it, getting the Usos as your tag team, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Most all the people on my board got picked. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do, we'll start off before we do our final recap on each person's roster. We're going to go category by category and we can kind of discuss if we had any people on our uh, on our board that didn't get picked. So for WWE, the four picks were Roman Reigns, Carmelo Hayes, Montez Ford and Seth Rollins. So I had two people that um, on, on my list for WWE guys that didn't get picked. Uh, I know one of them's going to set you guys off. So first I had Solo Sokoa just because. I think this dude is awesome. Really good in the ring. He's got a nice, quiet charisma around him. And I think he could, I don't think he's going to be the next Roman Reigns, but I think he could be the heir apparent to being like, you know, the number one Samoan on the roster. So, Solo yeah. says three words and says, says sold. No, it's yeah. not about saying the words. It's just the way he carries himself, I'm dude. I'm just kidding. Yeah, the nonverbals, man. Like, he's on point with it, dude. But, it, but 
that was freaking powerful when he said that the other night when he said, tell the tribal chief, I got this man. Like, you know, it was a moment like we like to say on here. Yeah. And then my other guy, I know you guys are about to flame spray me. The future of the WWE, the next John Cena, Austin. Oh Theory. my god! Oh, no, that was a town down. No, I'm not flaming you. I was yeah, that was my that was my one of my picks. I was actually going to pick him as my. He's WWE a man, guy. dude. He was he, not, he was definitely not on my Austin list. Austin Theory no, is the fucking man, dude. Like, if I would have, if we had done thirty rounds, he still wouldn't have made my draft board. Nah, you can't yeah. deny if they him did, that like, much. Futures dude. bets in. Yeah, if they did like futures bets in WWE for who's going to have the most world title reigns of anybody that hasn't won the belt yet, I'd, I would be freaking pounding the money on Austin Theory, man. Like, I yeah. think this dude is gross. I think he's great. And I hated the guy, man. I used to hate the guy, dude, but I have come around. I, I think Vince was on to something, man, and knew that this he guy's going to be a something. huge star. He's on a, a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah. All right. Sheena, yeah. did you have any, uh, who else was on your WWE card? The only person on my WWE card that didn't get picked was Gunther. I think. I uh, yeah. Well. Gunther could have gone. Yeah. I just uh, like, like we talked about versatility. I mean, Gunther is an awesome um, wrestler, but he just, he has a very specific style of wrestling. Um, so. He's so great that he completely erased all the hate and negativity that came with his name change yeah. to Walter. I hated Gunther. Remember dude. how much, I was remember how fired up we were it. when yeah. they get dropped Walter and he's yeah. just totally negated that. I vowed, I vowed to only call him Walter for the rest of forever. And I've called him Gunther. You for, almost forget about it, dude. Yeah. Like I, yeah, you just know him as Gunther now. Yeah. Uh, and I, of course I hear that song every day of my life. Now. Yeah. Our son, Brett, he's a big Gunther fan and he loves the Imperium thing. He song. walks around going Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. <laughs> uh, Marco, how about you? Who'd you have for WWE? Uh, also there, he was uh, definitely one of those. Um, I did have Chad Gable as well as one of my WWE guys. Cause just a, you know, he, I mean, you can't go wrong with him. He's definitely. We used to be really high on Chad Gable. I yeah. love Chad Gable. I kind of just yeah, gave up I gave, on it. I gave up on yeah. him too. I, not, no fault of his own. I think dudes, he's totally like a smaller version of Kurt Angle, man. Like he can go in the ring. He's very, very funny, but can also turn on the intensity when he needs to. Yeah. The but. fact that they made Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle's son and not Chad Gable is just one of the biggest flops. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think was, they just, there's going for the gag. I think, right? Is that what they're going for? Or is they, are they truly yeah. really trying to push that? <laughs> I think they saw a lot in Jason Jordan, too, before he got hurt, man. Like, yeah. Jason Jordan was was pretty good. But I feel like Chad Gable's size is just I, – I, I just think it's, they're never going to consider him to be, like, a top guy. Even We're though also he's sizes awesome. tear on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Jordan, how about you, man? Do you have anybody in your WWE card that uh, went undrafted? Yeah, so I had Gunther as well. And then I also had Braun Breaker. Um yeah, Braun I just, was right on that. I mean, on the dude, bubble for me. again, young. Um, hopefully, he goes back to Braun Steiner. I know he was Rex Steiner, but I would love for him to get called up as Braun Steiner. I think that would be awesome. Um, yeah. I, dude, this dude just has so much ahead of him too. I mean, this is uh this is their typical big guy that they always love having at the top of the card. So yeah, I won't be surprised if this guy's a multi-time world champion. So. For sure. And he's just getting started. Like he was on the indie scene for like less than six months before he got brought into the the whole performance center architecture. So yeah, ton of potential for Braun. All right, let's go to AEW. The four picks out of AEW were Malachi Black, MJF, Adam Cole, and Hangman. I had uh, Mox, which, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think we need to go too in depth on that. Mox is Mox, Workhorse, Kenny Omega, who we already discussed. And then I had Wardlow, man. I know he's cooled off a little bit this year, but I'm still really high on Wardlow, and I, I think he could be a future world champ. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I, I had Kenny, wrong, I had Kenny and Mox that didn't get picked. I had Marco. Would you have for oh, eight? Or go ahead, Jordan. I had three guys that didn't get picked. I had Kenny, 
I had Ricky Starks and I had Jungle Boy. I just, I, you know, I had I talked to Seth about Jungle Boy, and I was like, dude, I, I just could not. Again, I, you know me, I try to defend all the small guys, but I just could not get over like like how small he is, dude. And I was like, yeah, I so know. He didn't but, make my <laughs> dude, list. he's he is going to end up in a main event match. Uh, the the four pillars match is going to happen, so he's going to end up in a main event. I, I still have high hopes for Jungle Boy. I, I mean, love Jungle Boy, dude. Dude, he's he's still awesome. I I, I love all his work in the ring and stuff. I still think he needs a tad better work on the mic, but I, I think Jungle Boy is really talented and Ricky he's improved starts, a lot. Yeah. You think he, he takes some acting classes, you know? It's kind of in his uh, genetics. Yeah, and then Ricky Starks. I mean, we've all talked about this guy before. Yeah. I just he's still he's awesome. still a pretty young guy, so I, I still have high hopes for him as well. He needs to put some pants on. That's what needs. He needs to happen. He wore the. Ma- yeah, he, he wore the main event pants. pants one event, and they went away. I guess he just didn't like the way they felt or something, man. I, I, I had Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy both on my uh, on my radar, but yeah, just didn't quite make the cut. Uh, Marco, how about you for AEW? Yeah, I had I had MJF um, on on my MJF list. MJF got had, drafted. Yeah, he, he got, got drafted. drafted yeah, um, it mainly be. I, I know he could definitely change his character, but I I need to see a different side before. Before anything, like, I mean, unless he could, if, if he could stick with the hail gimmick forever, I mean, that's fine. But I think you need to show some type of, you know, change at some point. Um, that's why I didn't pick him. Um, my other one was uh, no, Darby. But did anybody on your did anybody on your list not get picked at all? Oh yeah, yeah Darby. Yeah, yeah, Darby was one Darby that, that didn't get picked. Um, and MJF were the pretty much the other two. All right, let's go to the indie. So uh, all four of mine I had picked. I had Will Ospreay, Okada, Nick Gage, and Matt Cardona. So yeah. I think, uh, oh, yeah, we were dude, both we the had same the, way. We had the exact same list. Seth and I did not, re- like, we did not go over our final list with uh, with one another. So Jordan, what, uh, what non-big uh, leagues guys did you have? So I had, so I really like Trey Miguel. Um, he's in Impact yeah, currently. Impact. He is absolutely awesome. And then I also had Vikingo and Commander on here, dude. Vikingo in the last like three months has really taken over the wrestling world, and I didn't realize he's how awesome. young he was. Like the, I mean, the dude is really young. I can't remember his exact age. I'm looking it up right now, but he is 25 years old. The only problem with him is he's five five, so he's a tiny dude, so he can only really work with certain people. But yeah, dude, the dude has a bright future ahead of him, so I'm excited to keep watching him wrestle. Yeah, both those guys are great. I, I considered both those guys, but I'm not the biggest Lucha Libre fan, and I really thought I was going to be able to get the uh, the Lucha Bros on my uh, team. So Marco, I'm so mad at you about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, so that was going to kind of like fill the you know scratch the itch for luchas for me. Uh, Marco, did you have any non uh, AWW guys that did not get drafted that you had your eye on? Yeah, and, uh, Nick Gage was one of them. Very on the low on my list, so. Um, definitely Viking. Nick Gage got drafted. He got drafted. Yeah, he got drafted. Yeah, but he well, oh, that he didn't get drafted. Yeah, sorry. Um, and so yeah, probably anybody that did not get drafted that yes, you had on your list. So probably uh, same thing as Jordan Vikingo, uh, Trey Miguel. Uh, oh, man, there's there's I'm not even sure if he's still wrestling anymore. This dude definitely look him up. His name's Treehouse Lee. Um, he does some like crazy, Deep crazy. Cut. Yeah, he uh. He, he was, I'm not even sure if he like still wrestles, but 
Go go search them on. I've never heard Google. that name before, dude. Yeah, that sounds like uh, that sounds like something. Actually, yeah, it sounds, sounds like a like a movie wrestler name. So I actually the found him. Through, uh, he's kind of like redneck. a um, he's kind of like a Darby Allen type of character, uh, but he I actually found him through freaking Kofi Kingston. Actually, brought him up and talked about him uh, as one of his favorites on the independent scene. I went and looked up all his stuff, and I was like, yeah, he does some he, he has some crazy. Uh, he's a I don't want to say he's a luchador, but he has a lot of aerial moves and stuff. Yeah, definitely look look him up, but. Uh, yeah, those are my uh, that non-drafted ones anyway. For tag teams, man, I had, uh, you know, three of my teams got picked, but I had pretty deadly on there, dude. I think these guys yeah, are really good. Workers. They, they they feel that good. Like, you know, comedy works really well in the tag team division to me. And these guys can bring the comedy, but can still go when they need to. So, yeah, I, I had pretty deadly on my, uh, it's kind of like my my pick for the future. Yeah, all my tag teams got, got selected, so. Pretty deadly was the only one on my list that didn't get drafted as well. I almost picked them just because I feel like they are the future of the tag division. But yeah, yeah, I I think I I had one. uh, Go ahead, Marco. Oh no, I was gonna say I think I had just Aussie open. They weren't the they didn't get uh, drafted. But uh, I I had one female that didn't get picked. Man, I know it's probably a little bit of a hot take, but I'm not even sure what she's doing right now. I went with Tessa Blanchard, dude, just because for a while there. (laughs) I know what she's she's doing. I'm joking. She's pooping. Yeah. For a while, she was like the hottest thing like in women's wrestling. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, all the all the backstage controversy, I guess, you know, kind of kind of allegations. But uh, (laughs) yeah, Uh, but I, I think it would be I think it would get a lot of controversy, a lot of people talking and some serious buzz if you brought her in. Yeah, the only woman on my roster or my uh, list that didn't get picked was Mandy Rose. She's the hottest free agent, you know, and even if, you know, she's just going to drum up a lot of conversation about like, you know, if she gets drafted to this uh, company, people are going to be like, holy shit, like, you know, Mandy's going to wrestle again. I don't even know if she's still doing her only time or fans only or whatever the hell it's called anymore, but uh, I'm sure she is. I mean, that's how I would you, hope know, so. you make a <laughs> Jordan act like you don't know. Come on. Um, <laughs> I don't. They cut but, the telegram feed. Our, our illegal feed got shut down. Aww. Me and Jordan had an illegal feed to Mandy stuff. Dang. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I had Mandy Rose on there um, because I mean, she, she was NXT women's champion for a very long time. And uh, like I said, she's, She's going to get a lot of buzz going for your for your new organization. And you could just lean into the only time or fans, whatever the hell it's called. Fans only. I fans only. No, I think it's called. Time. No, there's fans. Or there's, there's only, only fans. Oh, yeah. It was fan time. Fan I think, time. Yeah. Like fan know. time was the one that she was using. There's only fans and then there's fan time. So you could really <laughs> lean into the fan time gimmick, you know, and uh, just make that like her hardcore heel gimmick. So literally hardcore. Jordan, I got a. Uh... <laughs> It's actually not literally hardcore. I was gonna say I I kind of I I got bored with it and actually didn't really check the telegram telegram group the last couple weeks before it got cut off. Did she ever progress past like the the softcore Cinemax stuff? No, I mean she showed everything a couple times, but we never got anything like yeah. yeah it, it, was it was just it, it was nothing yeah. you couldn't see on late night cable, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of got bored with it, man. It was cool at first, but I just, you know, I don't know how people pay for that, dude. There's just, you know, there's so much free porn where you can see literally anything that, like, you know, if you can imagine it, it's probably out there dude, for free within a couple button people, taps. People are willing to pay, dude. The That uh, Matt Cardona's new side piece, Steph Delands or whatever yeah. her name is, she gave, like, uh, you know, discount codes to the to the major pod. Like, she gave 50 discount codes, and she said they were gone in, like, a minute. 
So people be, are yeah. buying whoa, 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 whoa. Stuff. Access, Don't be starting rumors there, side piece. I don't know if you can. Don't be starting that stuff. I that's... mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, it's his new escort. Yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. It's his new, it's an es- his escort. Escort yes, is a better his manager. Uh, we'll say, yeah. It was not, yeah. Uh, let's yeah, start, start, I'm not, start I'm not definitely not making I'm not making any um you know, the you hot know, mess, Chelsea. You don't, yeah, you don't yeah, want I'm Chelsea not making coming any allegations you. about their about their uh about their marriage or anything <laughs> like that. Side piece like K Fabe only. <laughs> All right, and then for legends, I had two that I'm surprising at Pigman. I had Sting and Taker. I had ninety seven Taker and ninety two Sting. I just I feel like both those guys would would be awesome guys to absolutely like build your roster around. Yeah, yeah, I had I had ninety. No, no, Sheen, you're not allowed to talk about legends. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, Jordan, you're what cut, other legends? What other legends did you have, Jordan? The only other legend that didn't get picked was ninety-seven Stone Cold. I only had three. Okay, that's, that's what I had. I only had three. I just had HBK, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold. That, that was the only three I wanted to pick from. Dang. How about you, Marco? What were your legends picks? Uh, Macho. I'm surprised nobody picked Macho Man. Um, Rick Rude was another one that I had. Uh, yeah actually r.i.p man today's the 24 year anniversary for rick rude passing away uh boss man 24 uh, years our, our subject our subject for what the hill uh attitude our boss man that, that was going to be one of my picks <laughs> that's for the controversy yeah <laughs> all right so we'll run it down so listeners you guys got to let us know who you think had the best roster so we'll start with sheena she put together a roster of roman reigns malachi black Nick Gage, FTR, Bianca Belair, and, and who better to to run the show? <laughs> Modern day 2023 Triple H and the you crowd. You guys just don't have the vision. And the, the crowd fucking, goes I'm, miles. I'm like Seth Rollins. She's I'm trying to sell it. She's trying to sell it. I'm a visionary. All right, Jordan's got the uh, the the youth movement going. He's got Carmelo Hayes, MJF, Will Ospreay, the Young Bucks, Rhea Ripley, and 1997 Bret Hart leading the pack. If you ain't young, you ain't going on. Uh, you ain't getting Jordan's organization. Marco's got Montez Ford, Adam Cole, Matt Cardona, the Lucha Bros, Jade Cargill, and 1996 Scott Hall. Mm. And dude, as I'm looking at it here on paper, man, I don't think you guys got a chance in hell, dude. I got Seth freaking Rollins, Hangman Adam Page, Okada, the Husos, Charlotte Flair, and 96 Shawn Michaels. I mean, I still have the best legends wrestler. I would dare you to argue that. You do. You do. And I have the the best legends wrestler. I have the best non-AEW wrestler. I have the best modern day wrestler, period. All right. Hard stop. Me and Jordan could put on the best uh, super card if we could do like a joint show. We do a Forbidden Door, dude. And and then you know what we could do? We could do like a, a, a tag match. We could do Marco and Sheena's legend versus me and your legend, and we can watch Triple H die in the ring. Oh no! See, that's not that's not. Cool. I mean, you guys, Bro, can- Jordan. If we did for Jordan, if we did Forbidden Door, we could do ninety-seven Brett versus ninety-six Sean and the Young Bucks versus the Usos. Man, yeah, true. It uh, it'd be I a mean, special night, settle- and we could do Seth versus Will Osprey. You could, you could settle for best wrestlers if you want, but I'll I'll settle with having a god. On my uh, in my faction, the indie god. All right, indie god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listeners, let us know who you think put together the best roster. We're gonna hear from it's the me. extra cooler show. Congrats to those guys uh, celebrating their hundredth. It, it is not Sheena. episode. Breaking breaking news. It is not Sheena. Yeah. She has a non wrestler for her. Yeah, don't she, let these, she don't lost. Let these 
influence. Don't let these people influence you guys. If as you're listening to this, their their lack of vision and their lack of enthusiasm has nothing to do with how amazing my roster actually is. You were about ready to take it back if we would have let you take it back. Yeah, you tried to take it. You were backtracking your own pick. 1992 Macho Man, 1989 Ric Flair, 1987 Hulk Hogan, 88 Terry Funk. Nope. 2023 Triple H. Even a, I, even I Cactus have, Jack. Have, Not even a Cactus yeah, Jack. Yeah, Cactus there. Jack. I like Cactus Jack too. I have I have a goal for my organization, and it is to be a well oiled machine with good stories and good feuds, and not just be a hodgepodge freaking. <sighs> Hot Mess Express, like all the shit y'all got going on. I mean, in real life, <laughs> sure. Great, great hire, dude. I don't think anybody would be mad about bringing in Paul Levesque to run their company, but this was the, this that is wasn't really what we were going for here. If, you have to yeah. lace, if he has to lace up the boots, it's a, it's a wrap for that guy. Sheena's like, all right, so th- this is what I'll compare it to. If Sheena was like a, a GM for the NFL draft, they're like, all right, here's who you got on the list. You got Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, Joe Montana, <laughs> Tom Brady, and Joe Flacco. And she was like, Joe Flacco, baby. Let's roll. <laughs> Yeah. He brings Wait. he brings a cool head to the locker room. They're like, "Wait, you sh- are you sure?" Joe? Yeah, no, Joe Flacco. That's it. Yeah, nope. That's all. I get it. You guys can't see her right now. Sheena is fucking stewing right here next to me. Like, she's not saying anything in, in her mind right now. She's fucking pummeling both you guys, dude. Like, no, no, no. Fucking. All three of us because you started it. Yeah, you did. You thought that laid out the quarterback list. <laughs> yeah all right let's uh let's hear from extra cooler again congrats to nick and the guys on celebrating their 100th episode this week and then we'll get into some quick figure talk hey everyone it's nick better known as extra cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is it's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, it's time for the figure four where we discuss the latest and greatest in wrestling figure news. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save 10%. So not a whole lot in figure news this week. We want to start off with uh, the one bit of news we do have to talk about. Zombie Sailor Toys has revealed in their basically modern scale, like this is going to be sized to go with your elites and your Jazzers AW figures. The loose cannon, Brian Pillman. Yeah, this is incredible. Um, the the hand with the gun in it, I, I was yeah. sold from that. <laughs> the head scans are not fantastic. That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. But w- when you have the goggles, one on it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I'm definitely buying this. This is awesome. Yeah, the the head, it, I mean, I would, I would know it's Brian. It looks more like Shane Douglas to me yeah. than Brian Pillman, the faces. But the 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 one with the sunglasses on, dude, just looks freaking perfect, man. That looks just like Brian Pillman. Gun hand, got the cane. I can't wait for this. And yep. I'm just so freaking excited to see what, uh, what the rest of this line is going to look like, man. Like, you know, the zombie sailor, he takes a while, dude. Like, if you're impatient, he's not the guy to buy from. But all the figures he's cranked out have just been top notch. 
This man just has a personal loan from Jordan Wells and Seth Phelps for the next like thirty years. Like, hey, bro, you, you guys, need four dude. grand. You guys are we just got keeping you. him afloat. Yeah, I think it looks awesome, man. It's going to be the best Brian Pillman figure ever made, probably. If yeah. it ends up making it uh, into our hands, but yeah, looks incredible. We know he's got Double J signed, um, and if he's got, if he can, the people he's been cranking out in the 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 retro scale, if he can do all those in the the elite you know, slash Jazzware scale, like that would be freaking awesome, dude. Like Kevin Sullivan, a new King Kong Bundy, Bastion get a Earl Hebner, Nick Gage. Yeah, Bastion Booger. Like we need yeah, that. It's going to be awesome. Man. I, I know people hate on Bastion Booger, but we definitely need him in elite form. Dude, I love that, man. Like, yeah. dude, screw the Coliseum collection. Give me new gen rejects collection, dude. I want, <laughs> I want Bastion Booger. The, I want Duke the, the Dumpster Drozzy. Yeah. Yeah. Bastion Booger with the turkey leg. Give me Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. Um, Aldo Montoya. Who else do we got, man? Aldo Montoya, Max Moon, T.L. Hopper, like all those guys, dude. The Godwins, like, yeah, man. I, I, I would love if they would start cranking out some of those guys. I just think that the people that actually want those figures like us is such a, it's not even a niche. It's like a sliver of the wrestling figure community, you know? I'm proud to be part of that sliver, Seth. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. If you're in our Facebook group, again, you can join at chickfoley.com. You guys have been getting my daily updates. We're going to do our check-in with the uh, oh Nitro boy. stage. So it's not looking great. You know, when we recorded last <laughs> week, we were anticipating that they were about to announce the um, the Scott that Scott Steiner was going to be added to the base package, and he was, and that did not provide the spark we thought it would. There were about 80 additional people that backed it the day that was announced, um, which hey, that gives me some serious pause, man. I always thought that it, and there's, there's going to be a surge in that last like 48 hours. That's how it was with the new gen arena. I saw our buddy fig heel. He posted, um, with about 12 days to go on the new gen, uh, on the new gen arena. There was about halfway backed, right? This is a little bit less than that. We're sitting at 42% with 15 days to go, but you know, it's a big difference between 250 and 400, especially going back two years, man. Like 400 bucks is a lot of money nowadays mm-hmm. um, to drop for this thing. I especially, think I was the only one that was. Go ahead. Especially when you're only getting two figures as opposed to three, and one of the figures and, was, and one of the figures was Doink, which we knew we were never getting in ultimate form if this didn't get funded. So yeah. Scott Steiner can get eventually. Another Ray Mysterio can get eventually. Like. All these guys. This yeah. is the problem with this with this release. And when we talked about it last week and went all, all in, that's why I said I don't think it's getting funded. And the worst part is, is uh, Sweaty Bill doubled down two days later and said the Scott Steiner was actually going to have the big pop of pump and everything written on the back because they didn't make that clear. Like, he's actually going to get, like, actual good ring gear. It's not just going to be the star. Decade. And yeah. it did nothing for it. So uh, I, it's dead to me. I, I just don't think it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, so you guys are all three saying no. Are y'all are y'all still in the no pool? Yeah, it's no. Nah, that's it's a no. It's not going to happen. I'm sticking with yes, but I'm definitely less optimistic than I was last week. Man, it's just the the numbers are just trickling in, and like I said, man, for you know two, it it doesn't sound like a huge difference, man. But to me, two fifty, even for most people who are kind of just like you know middle class or whatever, dude, like. You can still kind of say fuck it and just YOLO 250 and throw it out there, dude. The you know, you get up to 400, dude. That's some serious bills mm-hmm. you can pay with 400 bucks, man. That's you know, a lot of groceries, yeah. A lot of groceries, man. That's just you know, I don't know. That's tough, man. That, yeah. That's tough to drop. That's two days bucks pay for a lot of people, dude. It's yeah, and it, this is something you're not going to get for a whole year, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're giving them a loan for a year of four hundred and whatever it is, thirty dollars of tax. Like that's a lot yeah. of fucking when you're pay, money. When man. you're paying Tennessee sales tax too, you're gonna be fucking taxed out. Yeah, it's four, four, it's ending up being four fifty, man. Yeah. Uh, once we end up getting charged on this thing, if if we end up getting charged, so I'm still rooting for it, man, just because I really like it more than anything else. Like we said last week, you know, we went deep on this thing last week. More than anything else, I just don't want this crowdfund. Um, yeah. kind of line of development to die out. And I know that's not the best reason for backing it, but the thing's still pretty cool. Like, even though I'm not overjoyed with it, I know I'm going to be excited to take this thing out of the box and put it together and snap a few pictures once it comes in. But we'll see, man. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the last 48 hours with it, this thing. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the next thing, uh, you got to think like if it does get funded, the next thing's not going to be less expensive. <laughs> so, like, when, like yeah, they not- said the raw stage will be more than this. I think the demand yeah. is a lot higher, and there's probably, even if it's retread, there's a lot of really cool figures you could you could do for um, the raw stage. And I think they will. I think they, they and you know, it's not, these guys aren't dumb people that are running this, man. They got to realize that the figures being underwhelming is what really kind of cooled the buzz on this thing i I think they're going to come in a lot harder with the uh the figure selection next time Mm -hmm. let's go to weekly purchases Uh, we don't got to run down everything but did anybody get anything uh interesting in the the last week or so for their for their collection i got all of legends 18 including chases seth helped me with some of that and then i helped him with some of that and then i got uh the razor ultimate and i got the chase and the regular one so Nice. Nice, man. Which one do you like better now that you got them both in hand? Okay, so I I have a pet peeve with the with the Ultimate Edition Chase. Dude, the gear, the box is the exact same. Like, it has the yellow gear and everything on it. I, I hate that already. Like that, that Oh, because you're MOC, dude. Yeah, yeah that, yes, that sucks, Break it open, man. then. Just open no, it. I'm not doing that, but <laughs> let's not get carried away. But, dude, seriously, why the hell is the gear yellow on the box? Like, if you're going to do this, at least put some effort into it. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, dude, you don't even got to use a different photo. They're good enough now with Photoshop. Like, I feel like they could probably whip that up in about 30 minutes, man, making the, the different colored box. But that is interesting. I never really thought about it because the pictures aren't as prominent on the um, – like the regular elites and legends, but yeah, with the ultimate editions, I guess that would make a pretty big difference on the, yeah. the photos, man. I have, it was kind of a light week for me for the most part. I do want to give a shout out to Sambro. I grabbed the Christmas, uh, Funko pop fiend. The one with the, it doesn't really make any sense, but it's just a really cool pop. That's it's a fiend pop. with Santa Claus hat and stuff. Um, finally added it. And then he was kind enough. He knows, you know, he knows the Brett man's a big Bray Wyatt fan. He threw in that weird, superstars figure where Bray Wyatt's like the Mad Hatter or whatever. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that so Brett was, nice. was, was already working a uh, a Bray Wyatt versus Sergeant Slaughter here in the uh, the living room arena yeah. this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Marco, you get anything this week? Um, yeah, I actually got the uh, Razor. Um, I like the yellow vest, Razor the best. Um, and I picked up the uh, Bret Hart uh, Ultimate Edition. Um, comparison, I like it. But I'm a, I, I think for nostalgic reasons, dude, the ringside still, I love the ringside version of that of that figure. Ringside did do a great job with that molded jacket. I yeah. I, I compared them last night, man. I uh, we, uh, ha- we also have a clock, and we have X Nine Studios. I think she kind of got out of the game, but if you look at X Nine Studios on Instagram, she was a, a lady at a Taiwan who made incredible custom soft goods, and I got her to make that jacket and soft goods for that bread. I compared them. Um, it's really a toss up, dude. That ringside had a lot of stuff going for it. It had the shitty 
like oversized knee pads, like the yeah. knee sleeves or whatever. <laughs> but I took those off mine. I, I did the, uh, you know, my patented uh, figure surgery, dip that Brett into a, uh, a mug of boiling hot water and pop those yeah. boots off and slip the knee quite, pads not off. Not quite boiling. Just so not you know, boiling, don't, but don't, yeah. yeah. So if you're out there, don't, don't boil your But fingers. just microwave your water for like a minute and it makes it really easy to take the boots off and stuff. So I took those knee pads off because the Brett figures look fine without knee pads. Um, even the molded jacket, it gives you no articulation, but it does look really, really great. Yeah. And the other cool thing about that, that ringside uh, Brett Hart, that's the only Brett that they've ever done besides the old man ones that they gave him dark brown hair, right? Yeah. Every other yeah, Brett figure exactly. has had black, black hair. hair. The ringside one's the only one that had really, really dark brown hair. And it, I, I know we sound like just you know, uber nerds discussing this, <laughs> but just that little tweak with the, the really dark brown hair instead of the black hair makes yeah. a lot of difference on, uh, just like kind of like the, just the look of it, man, like yeah. looking more like him. And I, I think it's one of the best head scans for Brett. Also, yeah, that I was going to say that. Did. Yeah. That was the other addition too. Was it not that the head scans bad on the ultimate edition? It's just, they did such a good job on the, uh, on the elite version. That yeah, MBD I wouldn't mind seeing them use that head scan and just give it the true FX paint job and see how it comes out. Yeah, that, that they could do. I mean, they could just they should just use that bull for a lot of the uh, elites that came out after for for Brett because that's like the pretty much a perfect elite head scan. Um, his head it, scans have been all over the place. So it, there's been so many bad Brett head scans that almost feel like it's become yeah. like a practical joke. Yeah, to tell. Like, let's just roll <laughs> yeah, out another just, weird Brett head scan. I think this is Doubtfire shit. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear from John Swallow coming down the aisle, and then we will hit some Keeping It Tranquilo. Coming down the aisle. If you want to feel the war of the crown, then strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Oh yeah, dig it. El Idolo! I know, it's, I know I say it every time we do this segment, but it is going to be so fire when he finally makes his return to um, to WWE and we hear that theme for the first time once again. Mm-hmm. This is Keeping It Tranquilo, where we give you guys a uh, entertainment selection of some outside the ring stuff. Uh, Sheena is going to be speaking for both of us on this one, a movie we watched a couple nights ago that was really, really good. So Sheena, take it away. So we watched um, an Apple TV original called Coda and it is just an excellent movie. Like it's just, it's a coming of age, like family drama and it's Ruby is the the main character and she's a hearing child of deaf, of, of a deaf family. Like all of her other family members are deaf and it just tells their story and kind of like, you know, just how you're breaking away from your family, but it's really hard because, you know, her family is really dependent on her as a hearing individual. And like, there's just, uh, it's just such a good movie and the actors are incredible. Um, and I just found out, so we were thinking, you know, we watched Coda and she's trying to go to music school. That's the whole like premise of the movie. Uh, you know, she's a really good singer, but obviously like the irony is, is her family, the people she loves the most can't even hear her. Um, and so she's going to music school and whatnot. And the movie's called Coda, which is like a musical element at the end of a, you know, piece of music that 
brings it all to an end. So I was thinking it was like in music terms. Well, come to find out, CODA, C-O-D-A, means child of deaf adults. So it's kind of like a double meaning for the title. So I thought that was a really cool little thing that I didn't even, I never even heard that term before in that context. So um, it won, what did it win? Best Picture it won at the Best Oscar? Picture at the Oscars, which yeah. most of the time, you, you know, Throughout the years, typically what everyone's best picture always kind of sucks ass as an actual movie to sit down and watch. But yeah. this was not the case. With this, this was one. not the case. It was highly entertaining. There were lots of laughs throughout the movie. I cried a couple times. Um, I can be a pretty cold hearted son of a bitch, especially when it comes to like <laughs> movies or TV shows. It takes a lot to really get me like kind of like worked up. And I actually, I got I got a lump in my throat a couple times on this one. Yeah, there, there's a couple scenes that just like, you know, really hit you in the feel spot. So um, excellent movie. Like I said, the actors are wonderful. The movie goes fast like i mean it's not it's not a long it's a movie watch, yeah, yeah it's an easy watch um coda it's it was on apple app oh yeah it's the apple tv I think it's out on dvd and stuff too if you want to yeah it came out in 2021 but yeah we watched it the other night and uh highly highly recommend all right jordan what do you got for us i also have an apple tv um exclusive the show is called shrinking um it's with jason siegel and harrison ford is also in it um it basically it's about a therapist who lost his wife um, and he's just trying to um, get through it in, in a different way. Um, basically, he's a therapist that kind of approaches therapy in a different way. Like, he just tells him exactly how it is. He doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat it or um, do it by the book. So it, it's a really good show. I definitely recommend watching this. It's only one season, and the, sh- the episodes are usually about 30 minutes. So you can burn through it really fast. So it's shrinking like a shrink, like a psychologist. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. When Jordan was first, he mentioned this to me off air. I, I thought it was going to be like a, uh, what I say? Psychologist. Whatever, dude. Jordan mentioned it to me off air and I was thinking it was like an edgy remake reboot of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So I was actually a little bit disappointed to hear that it was a, a therapy show, but I'm sure it'd be pretty cool. The Sopranos is my all time <laughs> favorite TV show. Yeah. And so you know, it's got a heavy, uh, you know, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever, however she wants to describe yeah. it, yeah. lean to it. So, yep. yeah, big ups to Apple TV. We are not getting paid by Apple TV also. I want to make that clear. Yeah. Apple TV is phenomenal. Yeah, they're definitely going with the quality over quantity approach, you know, whereas some of the other streaming platforms, they'll just throw on anything just to, you know, fill up bandwidth. It seems yeah. like Apple's really thoughtful about their selections. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, Marco, I, think what you got for I think I've thrown out Ted Lasso like 20 times, too. If you have not <laughs> yeah. watched that yet, you have to watch that show. It's phenomenal. It makes you yeah. feel really good about yourself, too, so. Oh, we all need that. Yeah, we need to watch it. It's been on my list for a while. just never gotten around to it. Uh, Marco, what was your uh, recommendation for this week? I have, uh, I have two, so I have... Uh, one is completely opposite of what both of you guys, uh, but well, everyone watched on the other end. Uh, Cocaine Bear, uh, <laughs> it's on Peacock. Um, fun movie. Um, and then after, there's actually they have the actual documentary um, on the on Peacock as well, where you can actually watch like the actual story uh, of Cocaine Bear and interviews like the people involved and all that stuff. Um, Interesting. So wa- watch the movie first. Um, just so you get like the you know the extreme side of it, and then watch the documentary after, and it, it gives you like the more you know realistic approach to it. Because obviously, you know there was a there was a uh, a bear involved that did you know inhale cocaine, uh, but it wasn't going on like a mass murdering spree and killing everyone. It just you know it just went a little crazy. Um, everything else is true. Then you know the, there was a like an a airdrop of cocaine that like uh, this guy just pretty much threw. I uh, was trying to get rid of it and just it landed all different uh, parts of this uh, town. Um, 
and then you know the the search and just get it all back in the movies uh pretty entertaining um there's after that um i didn't watch it directly after that but uh american manhunt on uh netflix the uh boston marathon bombing uh that's th- a i think it's three episodes i want to say or four episodes very limited um takes you from the beginning all through that stuff very interesting um I was I was actually there that day. Um, like a, the, it was like the adjacent street, and they actually talk about like that whole perimeter and how everything was like blocked off and stuff like that. So it was kind of it was kind of weird seeing it from from that angle. Um, everything that happened, but yeah, definitely definitely a, a, a crazy watch because I literally remember that whole. It takes you through like the whole week um, of everything that happened, like from the from that Monday all the way to the Friday. Um, where where the uh, manhunt ended and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely. So if you're in a feel good mood, take mine and Jordan's recommendations. If yeah. you want, if you're feeling pretty somber, go ahead and uh, go go with Marco's picks. And then watch say, Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Cocaine Bear was yeah. fun. It was it, it'll fun bring movie. you back up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to check out that American Manhunt man. That because I remember that was just insane. The whole chase to get uh, the the dude from the the Boston Marathon bombing. So that happened right after me and Sheena moved to Hawaii. Like I really mm-hmm. think it was like, it may have been like the day after we got there when that went down. Yeah. yeah. We were, you know, we were in living out of a hotel room for about four weeks before we got moved into our house. And, uh, and I remember, you know, we were cooped up in the hotel. I think it was a Friday evening when it was all going down and there's nothing else to do. So we're like following along right on Twitter as all the stuff was happening, man. And like, you could, it was basically almost like, yeah, like a live stream. Cause it was like, it was like random citizens um, in Boston just like tweeting out like, hey, you know, I just saw this guy running down the street. You know, he's yeah. in my backyard now, like shit like that. It was just really wild how that uh, how that chase went down. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was cr- that and the jo- the Jody Arias trial. I remember <laughs> I, was, I was binging. <laughs> oh, yeah. so we, were, we were binging some high quality. Um, Early 2013 know. being stuck in a hotel room for four weeks. Yeah, you, really yeah, and, you know, yeah, of, hotel uh, room. It was in, a, in our hotel the Navy Lodge in Hawaii, beautiful accommodations, but man, this internet service in that place freaking sucks. So you weren't watching anything on your phone. You weren't streaming shit on your no, laptop. No, you're flipping channels. You're flipping channels on this, on the worst like cable that there is. So yeah, we were, like I said, Jody Arias and uh, Boston bombing content was all we had. All right, Sheena, do we have listener mail for this week? Oh Yeah. All right. This segment is uh, clearly sponsored by Sam Bro, one of our uh, Foley fan members. So he always brings it with the mailbag. So he's kicking off our mailbag segment. He's always got some great questions, though. And he's got like a nice mix. He's got a mix of like some kind of deep thought stuff, some little quick hitters. So yeah, yeah. Sam Bro, keep it coming, man. We, we love it. Dude. I'm convinced that throughout the week when Sam Bro thinks of something, he just like puts it in his notes app. And then when I do the all call for mail, he's like, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I get very excited. I love listener mail, man. This is definitely probably my favorite segment of the show. Um, Sam Bro, his first question is, where would you rank evolution in the top factions of all time i feel like they don't get enough spotlight in history seth where do you uh you're you're a faction man yeah they're way up there dude like with you know i need to put pen to paper and really make a list i'd say easily top 10 like without a doubt and they may be top five man um and i say that not being a fan of them i'm really you know besides randy orton i'm really not a huge fan of anybody in evolution but they had a short run, right? The things going against them is that their run wasn't super long, but what they got going for them is that while they were together, tremendous success. They had the draped in gold moment where they're basically holding every belt on their brand. And the other big thing they had is that it rejuvenated Ric Flair, right? Ric Flair was like, honestly, almost put out the pasture at that point, rejuvenated his career. 
And then they made two main eventers out of it, man. Like Batista and Randy, Randy Orton. Orton yeah. They made two Hall of Fame level main eventers out of it. So, yeah, I would probably say they're top five, man. I, I think I, with that, without sitting down and actually sketching it out, I put Evolution in my top five factions of all time. Nice. Anybody got any beef with that? No, I, I think they're oh. top three. Every single one of them's a world champion. Like, exactly. there's very few factions you can go with that moniker. So, yeah, Facts. I definitely have them top three ever. Theme song's great, by the way. Evolution. <laughs> Evolution. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so great. Uh, Sambro also says, which new gen goofy gimmick would you debut on Raw or SmackDown? Hmm. Jordan, got any uh, any new gen gimmicks you want to see in the modern era? Bring back the Bastion Booger. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? I lo- Dude, Ooh, I-, I-, I know it's like the weirdest thing ever, but for some reason, like I don't know why, I always liked that dude. I don't know why. It just the, the whole turkey leg situation at Survivor Series, I don't, th- that scene just always has me rolling and just everything about him. Like, how is this dude even a wrestler? Like, his finishing move was a tea bag. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he had the worst, the grossest finishing move of all time, dude. The tea bag from hell. Oh, man. I mean, I, I think we, could, I think the modern era could use a good spooky clown. You know, I know we have, like, the I Fiend, which is, doink, like, the Jays. Yeah, doink, yeah. Is a, doink is a good uh, goofy gimmick. Lean into I, the dark side of it. Lean yeah. into the scary dude, side scary, of it. Yeah. Scary Doink was mage. I think they, they didn't give a scary and doink, scary doink awesome for long wrestler, enough. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean, uh, a good a good straight up clown gimmick. I mean, you know, I guess you got Frank the clown. You could always bring him in. And- no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I, co- I co-signed Sheena. I'd, I'd go doink. Yeah. Yeah. Marco, you got a new gen gimmick? Uh, you go repo. Why not repo, man? That'd be oh, good. Yeah. That'd be good, especially now we're hitting Nowadays, a recession. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's yeah, that, getting repo. That's more, that's more relevant Amber, than ever. I, I still say, you know, IRS was kind of like pre-new gen. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was like new gen slash the tail end of the golden era. You could definitely bring the IRS yeah. back. Looking back, IRS was definitely the biggest heel there was. Yeah, fuck fuck the IRS. <laughs> You're listening. Fuck No, you. no. We're cool with the IRS. Yeah. We like you guys. No, we have, no relax, we're very cool with relax. that. Relax. We're really yeah. cool with you. I paid all my money yesterday. Yeah. Uh, is there? Yeah, exactly. You paid all your money. Exactly. All right. Stop. Um, <laughs> is, is there? Is there anything Mattel can do at this point to get the stage back? We already kind of touched on the stage. Nah. What, I mean, Seth. What <laughs> is there anything that they could just do to be like, all right? They've like, done enough, dude. They yeah. threw us a bone with adding Scott Steiner in there. You know. I feel like if they do anything more, you're going to yeah. cut the legs out from any crowd fund before because people are always going to be waiting for something extra. True. To yeah. throw it in. You're so, right. Right. I mean, could they? Yeah, they could just say, hey, if you know, with a week out, they could say, hey, screw it. We're going to include every figure at the base level. But one, I don't think they could make money if they, you know, if you, if yeah. we're going to take what they say at face value, they couldn't make money if they did that. And two, I think it would, ex- it would damage any future crowdfund efforts because then people are always going to be waiting for the, the extra, you know, they already kind of caved because at the start of this action figure attack came out and said, um, you know, point blank, like there's not going to be any changes. This is it. And hats off to him for being flexible enough, not letting that stop them from, you know, making the, the right moves. But mm. I don't think they need to do anything else. I think at this point yeah. it is what it is. And if the demand's not there, the demand's not there. All right. Sambro also says, what's each of your all time favorite rappers? I'm going to start with with Seth. We, we had a we had a fairly big rap face, right? I mean, yeah, that. dude, I was as deep into hip hop as yeah. anybody I know for a while there, man. Kind of just faded out. Um, favorite all time, I'd say Lil Wayne. Lil dude. Wayne was I was in the answer, I was yeah. in the Lil Wayne even before he blew up with the Carter series. Like 
I turned 16 in the year 2000, man. Back and in the mixtape Yeah, era. Ca- well, this is pre-mixtape era, dude. This is the Cash Money Records era, dude, when he was still with the Hot Boys with Juvenile, oh, yeah, Turk, and BG. Um, I just, you know, something about Lil Wayne's voice, just the way he rapped, I really liked it. So it was awesome kind of already being a big Lil Wayne fan. Then obviously he blew up with the Carter, the Carter in 2004 and then just awesome, went on a... Yeah. You know, basically a six year run where it was just unmatched. The, the amount of stuff he was putting out and it was all fire. So I'd say Lil Wayne. I love Kanye a lot too, but I feel like Kanye is almost kind of past being a rapper. He's just like a musician. Uh, if somebody kind of somebody kind of off the radar, I'd say Wale. I've always been really, really a, a real big fan of Wale. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for somebody who's not like, you know, just a rapper that everybody knows. But, but Lil Wayne's definitely the, the go to answer. All right. Jordan, favorite rapper? I'm just going to go with. I mean, I, I, there's one year of rap that I'll never forget, and it's 2003. Um, I was a senior in high school, and I literally played this album for the entire year. So I'm going to go 50 Cent. 50 get, Cent? I knew you were going to say 50 get Cent. Rich or die get Rich or Die Trying. That's my all-time favorite Dude, album. I have a, there is I have not a super one soft skip spot on that, that album. Yeah, I have a super soft spot for that album, too, because that album's pretty much kind of like solidified mine and Seth's like relationship. Like we went to uh, FYE Music to go get that album. They we didn't, went it was, all over. We had yeah, to go there, Best out. Buy, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we went everywhere looking for that album. And this was kind of like before we were dating officially, we were just kind of like hanging out. And but that uh, was our first date was going to try to find the CD. Yeah, the I'm CD. Get Richard I trying. <laughs> Dude, and yeah, that, man. That uh, CD's all timer for me. Like oh, yeah, there's not one skip on that CD. Yeah, it rocks. He patiently waiting, freaking what oh, up, yeah. gangster. Oh my gosh, Dude, I'm just having the, like core memories. When unlocked. the guns came out to Mini Men a couple weeks back, yeah. that was like they're they're oh. like in my top three favorite tag teams now, dude. Yeah. That was so perfect, and that song still knocks so freaking hard. Yeah, one hundred percent, Marco. Uh, I'm gonna go with Nas as my uh, all time favorite, um, just because he's still doing it. He actually had a. Uh, he won a Grammy for his album a couple of years ago for best rap album, um, The King's Disease. It's like a trilogy now. Is King's Disease one, two, and three? Um, yeah, I mean you can't. I mean, uh, most people just go with you know Jay Z as their favorite rapper. I was I, always a, dude, I was I always love, a Nas dude, guy. I love Jay. I love Jay Z. I was I was gonna pick him because you know uh, Lil Wayne and uh, you know Fifty Cent were like at the top of my my roster, but yeah, Jay Z is definitely honorable mention for me because I listened to like the Blueprint and the Blueprint Two, yeah, countless times, dude. So love Jay Z. So he fell off when he got with Beyonce, dude. Jay Z was yeah. never the same. After yeah, maybe that's Beyonce. what it is. Yeah, like <laughs> Kanye, Kanye was never the same after he got with Kim, dude. Yeah, yeah. see, that's if, uh, if if Jay Z just would have if he would have retired with the Black Album in two thousand three, like yeah. he said he was. He'd be yeah. a lot higher for me. I'm not a huge fan of anything he's done since uh, no. since the Black Album. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, I'm going to toss this one to Jordan. Jordan, who should Goldberg's final match be with? Hopefully we already saw it. I, I don't want to see <laughs> any more Goldberg matches. <laughs> that is, I, that is the of, correct answer. I'm out on the Goldberg matches. That is the correct answer. Nah, we, will, we will move on. Yeah, no. Guter should be no, his last no. match. No. I think Big E, man. Big E has talked e. all, all all time about how much he wants to wrestle Goldberg. He loves Goldberg. I think that they would put. I think it'd be an awesome way for Goldberg to go out. You know, in my mind, he's doing the favors for Big E. Yeah. Um, and I think Big E loves Goldberg enough that they would put together the match in a way that lets Goldberg shine, gives you that nice hit of nostalgia. But it'd be just a perfect way for Goldberg to go out putting Big E over. So I think Goldberg and Big E would be a nice way to send him off, and that'd be perfect for Big E's. Uh, comeback match man yeah or the his uh phrase that he came up with the big meaty men slap and meat match yeah so yeah 
Brett Sharo, with the draft coming up, what changes are you hoping to see? Any particular brand changes for certain superstars? I, I yeah. yeah, I'm I'm anti. I appreciate the question, Brett. I'm anti draft, dude. Like <laughs> same, especially I, with with the tag belts and the 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 world title combined into one belt. It's 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 more pointless than it already was. Yeah. Okay, so normally I'm 100 percent with you, but I feel like this is the actual start of the Triple H era for me. Yeah, I, I do I feel like so. they're going to do something big with this draft. I, I know I, I agree with you 100. percent It has not been the same for a long time. Like, dude, Cena getting drafted, um, like in 2006 or whatever. I know you guys were out on wrestling at that point, but I still remember that being such a huge night for Raw. I really think they're going to go all in on this one, and I, I I do feel like this is the start of the Triple H era. Yeah, we we actually talked about this on Raw Down because uh, we kind of brought in the AEW possible brand split uh, rumors that are that are happening. Um, and we were kind of like comparing, you know, comparing the two, and we were actually talking about that, you know, mid two thousands when it first when they first did it WWE, which was like you said, it was a huge deal. It was like you know they had the they had the bloated roster. Uh, there was no competition, so they needed to create you know competition within the company. So that's why the initial like brand split draft thing happened. Um, but now it's just like you know, kind of old hat. It all just I can think about around. is a couple years ago when they had like the Fox Robot or whatever it was, that and they were all in the, they were all yeah. they were all in the draft rooms, acting like they terrible. were like drawing up the drafts, yeah. like uh, draft picks. It was God, just that was dark days. Just real quick. Wrestling. Uh, cause I, I want to ask you guys, we don't have to like stay on this for long. And I know this is probably, this is probably a bad question to ask cause it, it probably will go on forever. But, uh, so, you know, like I said, WWE, when they did it, they had to do it. There was a lot of talent that needed to be showcased. They needed to, you know, split, split it up. Have, you know, they had the two belts, the big gold, they had the two sets of, you know, championships, all that stuff. So they had a reason to do it. Um, do you think this rumored, AEW brand split them doing it because of CM Punk is the way to go. Well, um, that's going to bring us to our next question. It's also by <laughs> Brett Shar. Always says, "How way do you go, Marco? What ha- a segue! How do you Look feel about the rumor that AEW may be doing split brands to keep Punk and the Bucks apart? While, if true, <laughs> are the Bucks soft as hell for being unwilling to work with Punk? I think it's all a work at this point. Yeah, the, farther I, the, the farther I, the farther I get away from it, the more I'm like, this is a fucking work. This was this was in the cards." All along, dude. CM Punk was never fully healthy, and so this was a perfect way to fucking just get him off TV mm. and allow him to just fully heal, and then um, come back fully heal, H E E L, and be on fucking his own <laughs> show, dude. Yeah, they, I, they, they didn't just come up with this Saturday night fucking wrestling on the fly, dude. You know, like this is this has been in the works. I agree. I think it's a work. We know Tony Khan's got the dirt sheet writers in his back pocket. I think this is just a worksheet type situation. Um, if, to answer Brett's question, though, if this was true, if this really was something that Tony Khan was doing, like, what a fucking horrible way to run your company. Yeah. I mean, dude, even, I mean, CM Triple Punk H is a huge wouldn't star. Do that. <laughs> wow. Oh I'm not a, God. I'm not a CM Punk fan at all, but just the business side of it, you're not, I'm not going to argue with numbers, dude. Dude moves crazy merch. His yep. segments were always the highest rated. Pay per views had the biggest buy rate. So even though he's not my cup of tea, people, you know, he, he drives business, man. Um, mm-hmm. And even all, saying all that, though, there's no way you're going to make this big of a concession for him just because yeah. there's no way it can work, man. That's just totally unsustainable to 
to put that much faith in uh, one person. Dude, the Bulls got rid of Michael Jordan, man, like straight up. Like the Bulls got rid of Michael Jordan after that 98 season because it was going to be too expensive keeping the team together. So, yeah. that, you know, no one person's worth, you know, completely just sacrificing the rest of your business for. Also, yeah. you're, you're telling me that either CM Punk or the Elite is not going to be on Dynamite every week. Get the fuck out of exactly. here. Exactly. That is not yeah. happening, dude. The, the money is between the Elite and CM Punk and FTR. That is the money. Like, we're not breaking that up. Like, if Tony it- Khan does some weird shit. He does some really weird shit. He is not that stupid, dude. If it is true, do you think it's like a uh, like kind of like not a nail in the coffin for AEW, but is it you know kind of like a downward spiral for that company? If they do, I think if that's how if that's how you're running your company, like you know, oh these guys don't get along, so we're just gonna build a new show for them. Like no, that's That's that's, yeah, it's a it's a downward spiral. It's not if they did that, it's not like it's gonna be in. Like perfect harmony, dude. You're gonna have people on one side still taking yep. fucking snipe shots at the other side because people can't help themselves, man. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, here's my other thing with this. Friday See, night Friday night at nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock Eastern time for Rampage is already too late. I, I'm a big believer in the the weekly shows Monday through Thursday are the way to go. I think even SmackDown suffers a little bit for it being on Friday night. I don't yeah. know, man. It, defi- it definitely does. It's not, even after three years, I it's never in my battle exactly. rhythm to like fire up SmackDown on a Friday 100%. night. I got to yeah. remind myself. Yeah, me know. and Seth even talked about this. Like, dude, it's Friday night. The last thing I'm thinking of is watching two hours of SmackDown. I just same thing with Rampage. I'm not sitting around thinking, oh man, I got an hour of Rampage to watch tonight. Like, no, Dynamite is your money maker. Everybody needs to be on Dynamite. Yep. Um. Brett Charo says, I know how your feelings on Cody have been. Do you think this long-term story, if it eventually leads to Cody breaking Roman Roman's reign, will it cement him as one of the greatest in his generation? I never used to feel this way about Cody, but he's honestly grown on me. He's becoming more believable as a solidified main eventer week by week to me. I don't think Cody as a character or like in-ring performer is one of the greatest of his generation, but he, to, me, to me though, he's already one of the greatest just because of everything he's done with starting AEW, striking out on his own, being so successful in the indies. I just, I think he's the most influential wrestler of this era, even more than Roman, more than Seth, more than Kenny Omega. I think 20 years from now, when we look back, Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy who we're like, dude, this dude changed the freaking game. Yeah. Facts. Mm -hmm. Sambro says, who do you think is really unwilling to work with the other punk or the elite? So if this is not a work (laughs) like we were, I'm, I'm saying it's punk dude, because He's a freaking punk, dude, and he's kind of bitch made. So, um, I'm gonna say punk is the one that was like, you know, I won't, I will not work with them. So, eh, I think it's both ways. I think it's both sides. I think they both just like I don't. I don't work. know. I think. I mean, They're Matt all- and Nick have, and I mean Kenny, they've been around the freaking world, dude, doing all the things all over the place, dude. They probably worked in some pretty unfavorable situations, man. Yeah. Whereas like punk. I don't think he's really he's really had that. You know what I mean? So he I think, left I think wrestling he, for seven years because they wouldn't let him main event WrestleMania. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. <laughs> Brett <laughs> thinks it's the elite. Uh, he he commented down below and said he thinks it's the elite. The elite. Um, Brett says, "How excited are you for the Ultimate Style figures from Zombie? What other Zombie talent that he has signed do you want to see made?" He said he's already confirmed to do plans with Ahmed Johnson. I want to see a Raven and a Sabu, even though I've already have one from Chella. Um, 
what other talents do you look forward to in that line? I want more of the deep cuts, man. Like, give me like the Ke- Kevin Sullivan, yeah, um, Bastion Booger, like Jordan mentioned, man, like a Dino Bravo. I want something like that. I already got, I already got pretty awesome customs of like Raven and Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, who's Ahmed Johnson? I only know him as Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Big T. <laughs> Big T. <laughs> All right. And anybody else have anybody you want to see from that line? No. All right. In light of John Morrison's boxing debut victory. What wrestler that hasn't already could step into an MMA ring and compete? Uh, Marco, who do you think could jump into an MMA ring? Huh. That hasn't competed, right? Yeah, that, 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 that is not. Yeah, that hasn't been an MMA before. Let me see. I'm going to go with, uh, man, I'll go with Gunther. I think he could, I think he'd fare pretty well in, in MMA. Yeah. Dude can hit hard as hell. I mean, he could probably not not definitely knock someone out. (laughs) Yeah, I go with Gunther. Zach, you're not gonna let Jordan or me answer. Well, I'm just just trying to keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Move it along. (laughs) I'm just saying. Who's your pick, Jordan? Uh, I would probably go with. I'm going to go with Omos. No. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear shit about me picking modern-day Triple H. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you fucking serious, Sheena? We we had (laughs) Legends wrestlers. No, you're going to hear shit about it. No. No. You you picked Omos and said he could. Dude, Omos can't find his ass with both hands, okay? (laughs) So you're telling me that you think you could take a punch from Omos. That's what you're telling me right now. I mean, I think I think if I could just like move at the speed of you know honey in the winter, I could probably miss a punch from. I don't even know what that means, but uh, sure. He's slow as freaking hell, dude. So I would not. um, Yeah, I'm not worried about Omos, dude. Who I think could do some damage is uh, Buddy Matthews, man. Like his strikes always seem like they connect, man. Like stiff as hell, dude's built like a freaking bull. Like, and I don't know he. Probably wouldn't be a heavyweight. The thing I'd worry about, like Omos and Gunther, they're going to be in the heavyweight division, dude. Like, even though the heavyweights aren't really like the most exciting fighters, dude, they got some heavy hands, man. Like one one shot to the chin, you could fucking drop in that heavyweight division. I think Buddy Matthews, with a little bit of training, could get in there and hold his own with the with the middleweights and yeah. stuff. Hmm. All right, Zach Hertzer with the food talk says, uh, "Okay, you're eating a grilled cheese sandwich." So we actually had that for dinner tonight. We actually had grilled cheese sandwiches. There's a whole grilled cheese controversy going on in my personal life right now, but we had grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner tonight. Are you having some tomato soup to dip your sandwich in? Or are you using ranch dressing? Do you dip your grilled cheese who, in ranch dressing? What? Zach? I don't swear much on the show, but who the fuck does that? Zach Hertzler is a subhuman combined. Yeah. I'm sorry, Zach. I, but listen, we we enjoy we enjoy ranch, but like ranch is ranch one of those on things. a grilled cheese. WTF. No, get the yeah, fuck out of here. No that way. That is strange. A tomato no. soup dipper. That, that's the only way to go with this. Like yeah, a tomato dude, soup. Dude. I, I thought about so we had. We had a soccer game tonight on a night that we don't normally have soccer. And so we were going to have grilled cheese, just like a quick, you know, quick, easy dinner. And I was like, man, I should just make some homemade tomato soup to go to oh, go along with this, so man. Good. Next time I make grilled cheese, because it was definitely missing the tomato soup. Like That's a classic freaking combo, dude. Yeah, yeah tomato ranch, soup. I also, ranch? Get the... Ranch. Yeah, Zach, so, you got to explain yourself, dude. Zach, we you we love to, you, man. You're a longtime Foley fan member. Possibly, he may have been OG Foley he's, fan he's, member. He's from like OG, yeah. We love Zach, but bro, you're going to have to elaborate on this right back next week and let us know 
where this ranch dressing. And, oh, so I want to know one, how did you get started on putting ranch on grilled <sighs> cheese? And two, what else are you putting ranch on? Yeah, because I have a cousin that puts ranch on everything. She, she puts ranch on steak. On steak. Oh, Gina has a cousin, yeah, that, Gina has a cousin that puts steak, <laughs> yeah. a, a steak in ranch dressing. And she dips her steak don't in ranch don't dressing. Do that oh my god, don't that, that's that's a murderable offense in Nebraska. <laughs> you, you you put a, some ranch on Omaha ranch steak and they might steak? fucking kill you. The only uh, the only other person I knew that put ranch on everything was my wife, and she was pregnant with uh. With my son, she I mean, like pregnancy. Put, pregnancy yeah. is that's the only thing. excuse, yeah. though. That's what I'm saying. That's the only yeah. excuse. I mean, ranch I is good on ranch a lot on of things, but a steak or a grilled ranch, cheese, like that's where I draw ranch the line. Is, ranch is best in like, um, like in moderation. Like you can't like overdo ranch. Like I like ranch on a good like chicken bacon sandwich. You know what I mean? Some like something like wings. that. Yeah, yeah, chicken wings is a is a staple. You know, I'm definitely ranch versus blue cheese when it comes to chicken wings. And I like you know celery and ranch, carrots and ranch, you know veggies and all that kind of crap and ranch. Like, but not a grilled cheese. cheese. That's a that's an interesting combo because I mean the grilled terrible. That's yeah. that's gross. What was the you said we got a grilled cheese controversy in our house? What's the grilled cheese it's, controversy? Well, it's not it's not in our house. Mm. So yesterday I took the kids um I took the kids out to Target and you know of course they wanted to get something from Starbucks. So I took them I took them through Starbucks. I realized they had this new grilled cheese sandwich. I guess it's not new. I guess it's been out for a year or so. But guys, this thing looks sad. I will post a picture of it in the Facebook group. I'll also post a picture of it on our on my Instagram stories. It was the saddest looking grilled cheese of all time. They made it sound gourmet. <laughs> It they were charging seven dollars and twenty five cents for this little shitty sandwich, dude. It, I, I I I hesitate to even call it a sandwich, like because you know they're just gonna throw it in like the stuff that comes to Starbucks is frozen. They thaw it out and then they put it into a little convection oven microwave situation to warm it up, right? Like it's not nothing there is fresh made, which is fine if that's what you're expecting to get and that's what you're paying for. But seven dollars and 25 cents plus tax pro- plus probably a tip when they flip that fucking ipad around at you um you know they're you're paying for a grilled cheese sandwich yeah that's so, crazy because there's some really great grilled cheese out Seth, there right let now let me show you a pic let me show you i, a remember the, uh, I saw this at our star did you watch my stories today? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah i saw it yeah it was pitiful it looked like the cheese wasn't even gonna give cover the whole bread dude, yeah but so, you need to have cheese flowing over the edges and that's the thing they had it in the bakery case so they didn't even have a prepared one in the bakery case like if oh. you have um in the bakery case you should have like one that looks all golden brown and no, has like the cheese like, it was like the meal from the fire fest yeah. like, <laughs> oh my god yes. that's what it looked like when i saw it dude. it but, was it was fire fest and I, I asked my friends on my personal page i was like guys are you really out here paying seven dollars and 25 cents for a freaking grilled cheese. Like we're better than this as a society. And listen, I'm, this is coming from somebody who does not skimp on the price of food. Like I love good quality food and like I spend money buying good quality food, but this is a, this is insane. This is asinine. Like I cannot get past the, the fact that this tiny little shit sandwich was $7 and 25 cents. That's insane. Yeah. The, um, which is really crazy because, dude, like I said, there's been so many good grilled cheeses. That's kind of one of my favorite things that's come out of the foodie scene over the last yeah. 10 years. Like, remember in Norfolk, we had the grilled cheese yes. bistro? Like, I love a gourmet grilled cheese that's, where you I pick out your cheese yes. and your meats and your toppings and stuff. Like, we, we had a spot in downtown Norfolk that just really did it up. They'd put, you could get like fried pickles and stuff on your, on your, uh, grilled cheese. It was incredible. Yeah. I made sure to specify like, dude, I'm all for a good grilled cheese. Like if it's from a banging food truck or like, you know, a farmer's market, like when they're making like specialty grilled cheeses, like, yes, take my money. 
But like when you see this thing, you guys, you're going to be like, wow, you know, and maybe you've had it. My friend wrote me and was like, it's actually pretty good once they like nuke it up or whatever. Sure it's fine. I mean, you yeah, can't I'm really sure fuck it's up passable. a Yeah. And I mean, Starbucks sandwiches are pretty okay, but like not for seven. Like I just cannot, <laughs> could, could not. And you're already paying $7 for a coffee. So it's like, you know, a $20 trip to freaking Starbucks just to like, you know, not even fill your stomach. I don't know. Anyway. That was the grilled cheese controversy from today because I had no idea that this was even going on because I never get to go into Starbucks anymore because if I go, I just go through the drive-thru and get a coffee and that's it. But um, but yeah, I actually got to see the bakery case and see this abomination inside thanks, there. Thanks for the question, Zach. You definitely got your money's worth on that answer, but we want some follow-up, dude. We want to know the deal with the ranch on the grilled cheese. All right. Mike Rivera, I'm going to Dynamite Show next week in Florida. I was thinking of doing a sign that says, Jade makes my nipples hard. <laughs> Jade is from Florida. One, what? one, do you think I'll get away with bringing that in? And two, would it be funny or sexist? Bro, here's the pro move, dude. Roll in with your poster. Don't leave it blank because that'll raise some some suspicion. Just have Jade written at the top. But have your Sharpie with you, dude. Fill in the rest of the sign once you mm-hmm. get to your seat, dude. That's yeah. the way you definitely... AEW is usually pretty liberal on what signs they allow in, so I think you could probably get past. But if you don't want to risk it, dude, just roll with, like I said, either... Or just put, like, you know, Kenny Omega number one on one side of it, and then yeah. you can write, Jade makes my nipples hard <laughs> once you get to your seat, dude. Uh, and no, I think it's I funny, think it's man. Sexist. I think it's, it's funny. funny and it's tribute. Jade, Jade's the best. Yeah, she, Jade makes everybody's nipples hard. So yeah, and yeah. she's she's trying to make people's nipples hard. I mean, that little like hand lick situation that she does. She's not she's not trying to be you know um, what's the word I'm looking for um, prudish when she's no, she's showing off that body. Yeah, yeah, when she when she's doing that. So uh, yeah, I don't think it's sexist at all. Um, Dougie Nunya says if you could each buy one figure right now at no cost. To keep, not just to flip, past or present, what would it be? Yes, Seth, what would it Chief, be? Chief J. Strongbow. No, because I got mad. <laughs> I got our boy, the Mad Reaper, Lane. He's cooking up what's going to end up being the best J. Strongbow figure of all time once all is said and done. So I, I ain't really sweating the Chief. Like I said, that was... Sure. That's a funny story. I, I, I'm cool with being the, the butt of the joke on that one. Um, not super exciting. I think I'm going red card, Bret Hart, dude. I, I really want the red card Hasbro Brett. Pretty pricey figure, especially to get it in like mint condition. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be my choice. Jordan. I think I'm going to go the mail in undertaker, honestly, for the Hasbro. I, that's not I, a cool one. I would love to have that figure. It's just, that's way out of my price range. So, and I've never seen it in person, so I'd love to have it. Marco, is this just for was this just for Hasbro's? No, 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 no just, just any, any figure. Any figure. Um, yeah, probably the mail in uh, Sergeant Slaughter LJN. Another good one. I'll say. Nice, Dougie Nunya. What's a fun childhood memory of a WWE WWF live show? Well, I never went to any live shows as a kid, so I actually talked about this a couple. Uh, I can't remember if it was on, I can't remember if it was Pod Warriors on our What the Heel Pod episode or the main show, but I was at a house show in Murfreesboro, Tennessee when I was a kid. I'm probably like this was early 1991. It was after Sergeant Slaughter had beat um, Ultimate Warrior for the belt, but before Hulk Hogan won it back at WrestleMania Seven. So Undertaker is like just a couple months into his career, and we had like fifth row seats. My dad splurged, um, and we were on the edge too, so I was able to run up to like that corner of the guardrail between all the matches and. 
Um, you know, I'm high-fiving Tugboat Thomas. Uh, my little brother, Tad, actually got his head licked by one of the bushwhackers. Um, <laughs> we're going nuts, dude. And I remember when The Undertaker made his entrance, like, I was, my ass was glued to my seat. I remember my dad and my Uncle Brad was with us, my dad's younger brother. They were both, like, giving me shit, like, you know, go up there and see The Undertaker, dude. And I would not move. I was just fucking petrified of you know early 1991 undertaker uh he's still just hardcore heel at this point um and yeah like i said i, I always kind of giggle anytime i that, that memory kind of pops up and in, in the uh the old memory bank marco you got a live show memory yeah we yeah uh, i think i think it was the same episode i think we actually talked about this uh there's a couple i seen uh, i think in 1990 i seen warrior and uh, Andre the Giant, which was like a very short match. It was like literally Warrior ran down, clotheslined him, pinned him, and that was literally it. Then he he literally ran out, did that, and then ran back. Um, and then in '91, I seen the um, uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, when they were when when Sergeant Slaughter was a uh, a sympathizer, um. It was kind of like a uh, like a themed match. Hogan came out with his fatigues and all that stuff. It was pretty sick. Jordan? Yeah, for me, it's the first time seeing Ultimate Warrior in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either 91 or 92. I don't remember exactly. But they did shows back-to-back years in Omaha, and Warrior wrestled on both of them. So, yeah, it was, just, it was memorable for me seeing him run down the aisle and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah, really my childhood memory for wrestling. Dude, that's like a perfect tie-in between all three of our memories. So that house show I was at where I was just scared to death of The Undertaker, <laughs> the main event was Steel Cage match for the World Championship, Sergeant Slaughter defending against Ultimate Warrior. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, although I didn't have any childhood memories, we just didn't go to stuff like that when I was a kid. I, don't I, know I got to see Sheena's childhood memory happen yeah. in front of me when we went to NXT. So my, my, fir- my <laughs> first live wrestling experience was the the best NXT house show of it, all time. In the third, third row. Third row. Third best row. any wrestling house show of all time. Yeah. I yeah. used NXT. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was awesome, dude. And like, I just I will never forget that. I will never forget walking in and seeing the ring for the first time and thinking, holy shit, that thing is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I like I just always imagine it to be so much bigger in my mind. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, all right. Brett uh, also says, what's one event that was in your area that you regret not attending? His was WrestleMania 23. Can you imagine WrestleMania just being in your area? No. You know, like, oh, WrestleMania's coming to town. Yeah. Um, he said, I missed the Battle of the Billionaires, HBK versus uh, versus Cena. I don't uh, think Royal Rumble 97 was in San Antonio at the time. My dad, he was in the Navy. We were stationed in Corpus Christi, Texas, about two and a half hours south. And I remember at the time, just be- I think my dad was actually out to sea at the time. Um, so it was just my mom taking care of me and my little brother. And I remember just begging and pleading with my mom like let's drive to san antonio and go to the royal rumble and she just you know she said no i think i don't think it was so much the price i think it was just the the taking trouble and hassle of taking royal yeah taking a 13 year old and a 10 year old to to the royal rumble two hours away which as a parent now i i guess i get it dude um still kind of got a little bit of heat with my mom over that one but yeah <laughs> the 19 the 1997 royal rumble for sure was mine 
Mm. Either of you guys have any yeah. um, any big events Ye- that came to your area that you missed out on? Me, me yep. and Seth have talked about this one. Uh, it was In Your House 7, Good Friends, Better Enemies. Uh, Diesel and Shawn Michaels was the main event. Warrior and Goldust wrestled. I was 11 years old at this point. And I remember asking my mom to take the, take me to this, and the only seats available were just out of our price range, so we didn't get to go. Dude, if you dude, that has one of my all time favorite crowd moments. This is totally organic. This wasn't something like you know the Shinsuke music or like the Seth music where everybody knows like to to start seeing this music. This just happened spontaneously, and I never saw it happen in another card. You know, this was Brett's. Or this was Shawn Michaels' first title defense after he beat Brett for the championship against Diesel. And when he lines up to do the big sweet chin music at the end, he's stomping. The hard cam side, the crowd, there's a ton of kids, man, a ton of kids and teenagers, and all of them are stomping in unison with Shawn Michaels <laughs> as he's stomping, dude. And, like, you just got to see it, dude. It gives me goosebumps and just puts the biggest smile on my face every time I see it because I just know that would have been, like, so exciting to actually see in person. I, yeah, I mean, this show is really good, too. That's the It is a great show, thing. dude. Yeah, it sucks, man. That Brett and, that Sean and Diesel match was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Marco? Mm. Mine was uh, was in Boston. I know he's probably got a ton. Yeah. Yep. Uh, No, this one's a big one. WrestleMania 14, the Mm. beginning of the Austin era. Yeah. Was not in attendance. Don't know why. Very upset. You probably had so many big shows. You'd go broke if you tried to go to every big show that came around the the Boston, New York area. Well, not even that. That was like, that's the only WrestleMania ever in Boston that's never been there since then. And that's what yeah. pisses me off the most. Fenway, man. Fenway seems like it'd be like a really cool place for yeah. WrestleMania. Or even going out to like Foxborough and doing the Patriot Stadium. They'd probably do, yeah, they'd probably do, yeah, Gillette Stadium. Yeah, they'd probably do yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, everywhere I've ever lived, nowhere has been like a big like We've never lived in, city, yeah, even, like, though, like, even though like since, you know, we've been grownups, excuse me, we've lived in like big cities, but we've never lived in like the gigantic like yeah. metropolitan areas there's always yeah. been, you know honolulu norfolk and then fredericksburg yeah when we were Virginia outside Beach. dc was probably like the close one but yeah not a lot of big shows really come to dc that often then no yeah. yeah we 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 didn't yeah and honolulu i remember wrestling came there for the first time in like what was it like seven years or 17 years or something crazy like yeah that. <laughs> i'll never forget man so yeah when they we went to a, a wwe house show in honolulu in 2000 they were on their way to japan 16. right yeah and uh chris jerry the main event was a fatal four-way between uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Chris Jericho. Sure. And Jericho came out first and got on the mic. And he said, you know, this is the first time we've been in Honolulu for in seven years. And <laughs> everybody started clapping and applauding. And he said, if it's up to me, it'll be seven years until we come back. You know, the, wor- the worst part about that show, you know, like Hawaii, there's a lot, there's a lot of Samoans in Hawaii too, right? Roman Reigns was supposed to be there at the show. It was right before he tested positive. He tested for positive for drugs, dude. Oh. And they, like so, like all these little kids showed up in like their Roman Reigns freaking gear, dude. I it think it was like the of. day before. It yeah. was the week of. It was that show was on a. I think that show was on a Thursday night. It was that Tuesday before that uh, it came out that Roman was suspended for a month. Yeah, so Dang. all these poor little kids had their gloves and their Roman Reigns t-shirts, and he wasn't even there. Because if you have, have a kid, a, you're not like checking the dirt sheets every day, yeah. you know. And Roman yeah. had been advertised for the show. Yeah, I have a, uh, so that was that was such a bummer. I have a parallel story uh, of Roman Reigns. Uh, he was supposed to appear in Boston. It was on a Sunday. There was doing like one of those like super show things. I think it was supposed to be like him versus AJ Styles. Um, and, uh, didn't show up, got the news earlier in the day that Roman Reigns is not going to appear. Um, next, next night on raw, he announces 
he has cancer. <laughs> He's oh, not able nuts. to uh, perform anymore. So we, because we were like, we thought he got uh, like you know something again. happened. Yeah. yeah, we thought it was we thought it was drugs. And we we're like, damn it. He needs to stay away from whatever he's doing. Yeah, whatever so he's doing. Off. Yeah, so the next night on Raw, I was sitting there watching it. Uh, me and my buddies, and he's like, yep, comes out, my name's Joe Anoa'i. And we're like, all right. And he announced yeah. that. We're like, oh, there's, that's the that reason. Was a so- that was a that, summer moment. <laughs> that was it. That was the reason why he didn't show up last night. That makes sense. Uh, all right. Sambro says, we know, uh, Jord- or, we know Jordan sells insurance to farmers. Seth's surrounded by semen every day. No oh, wow. and, and Sheena has moments with chickens. But what is the MVP's shoot job? So what what do you what do you do in your day job, or MVP? Give us the give us the elevator pitch. Uh, pretty much an IT project manager. If you want to, it's pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just stick, we'll stick with you know just re- wrestling podcaster and yeah, just think uh, yeah, uh, that, that sounds that sounds more exciting. Just think Michael Scott. That's all. Just a yeah. manager. He has twins. He's a full time dad. Yeah, yeah, full time dad, twins. That's exciting. Yeah. Sambro says vacation at the beach or in the mountains. This one's really tough Ooh. because I love I love both. I go beach. Dude. I got I gotta Fuck, go. Nicole, dude. If I would, if it was still just me and Sheena, I could maybe get with the mountains a little bit. But now that I got kids, dude, I'm not trying to like strap them up with their, the yeah. snowsuit, all the extra yeah. clothes and layers of clothes. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. the beach where you throw, throw on a swimsuit and head outside, man. And I'm yeah. drinking, a, yeah. I'm drinking a Mai Tai Having, in the sun. Yeah. I mean, granted, Seth and I got to live a lot of like, you know, single, uh, you know, couples life at the, at the beach. So that was super nice. But even having like, once we had the Brett man and we're able to just take him, like, dude, having a baby in Hawaii was like, so awesome, was nice, man. Yeah. It was just, oh. so, yeah. without kids, I'm, I'm kind of 50, 50. I love a nice mountain scene, man. Like, you know, cabins, yeah, and, knock, uh, knocking back some ice cold whiskey and Coke and, and a beautiful cabin, you know, going the fire hiking. going, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But but with the kids, yeah, the beach, dude, it's just way easier. And I'm and yeah. I'm picky though. I mean, granted, I'll take any beach, but I love a good like quiet beach. When you're when, after you've lived in Hawaii, you get spoiled to all other beaches. Like I, I love all beaches, but yeah, you get really spoiled. You're not looking for like Panama City with like you know yeah, like, I don't want all the spring going on. Yeah, I don't fights. want all the spring breakers, dude. I want like a quiet beach where it's just like maybe us and like a handful of other people like walking mm. along, like you know the the water's barely like coming up and kissing the kissing the shore you she know she's really setting a scene for you here <laughs> <She> <laughs> dude i have i have my perfect beaches i i oh yeah I'm, i miss the beach all the time this is the first time we've been landlocked um in our entire well it's Fredericksburg, but we we're still you know that was still yeah it was just the chesapeake bay he yeah close to water all we got now is the fucking neighborhood pond yeah we got the mississippi <laughs> river over here <laughs> to you the go. you know west of us a little bit but that's nice yeah Jordan, you like beach or Jordan's gonna go mountains? I already know. Wait, 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 hold on. So Seth said, "Don't want to bundle up the kids." Like, dude, the Great Smoky Mountains. I don't associate that with snow. I just no, I, that's I, hot as. I don't think that associates with snow. Arizona was Swamp some of the most beautiful mountains I ever saw. Was in Arizona. Like, I don't know, dude. I I love the mountains. I think the mountains are fun. Driving up the mountains is awesome and. Just the views from the top of a mountain is just incredible. Like I get what you're saying about snow, but I mean, dude, me, Ari, and Zoe went to um, Colorado Springs in December last year, and it it was just awesome, dude. Just being in the mountain towns and stuff is just so cool. I love the ocean, but I don't know, man. Mountains are so much fun. Yeah, mountains, mountains for me. I'm not a big beach person at Uh. all. 
Not a big fan of Love it. Love the beach. Love the beach. Dude, well, nice you guys were also spoiled. All I can think about now, I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's because you guys were spoiled with living in Hawaii. Like, dude, anybody yeah. would say beach if you lived in no, Hawaii. I'll take, I'll, take a nice, I'll take a nice beach in Key West, too. I think, you know. We so. had some pretty good beaches by our house in Virginia, too, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, in, it ain't uh, the yeah, same, in Norfolk, It yeah. ain't the same. It, yeah. it's, it not, same. it's not the same. It's, it it's same. a different. When totally you go different. To the, once you go to the North Shore one time, like, forever, oh, between God. that and the... You could have making somebody's nipples hard. That's... Hey, between <laughs> that and, and Waimanalo, like, the, there is oh. no no beach that can ever touch those two for me. Like, that, oh, that was just so like... Sweet, that, that was, day we went to Waimanalo before uh, the day before the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. That's in like my like top five days of my life, dude. We had such a good time at the beach that day. Like Sheena was like brand new pregnant, so we were, you know super excited about that. Falcons going to the Super Bowl the next day, and you know my best bud and his family's out in Hawaii with me. Like that was honestly like I, I need to go back and look at that date and just so I can remember it, dude. That was like absolute like the perfect day in my life dude like not one care not yeah one i think that i think that's also the day we hooked the uh the gopro up to presley and yep. let her like run around yep. all over we had it. that awesome drone video flying it down the beach like yeah. <laughs> that's the day you wrecked the drone too, that wasn't the day i wrecked the oh, drone. Was it? that was no. later on your pregnancy me yeah. uh, me seth and zoe went in the water while the waves were really high it was just- I mean, it, yeah, dude, it was just—it was really fun, man. That was just a great <laughs> day. day. We hit we hit L and L barbecue on yes. the way home. We got some burgers and some barbecue. And, and that stuff. drive, like, that drive is always my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, it all came fucking crashing. Down. <laughs> yep. Wow, jeez. Let's not go down. Let's go to the next question. Let's move on. Um, speaking of all crashing down, let's get back to reality. Brett says, what's your guy's least favorite job you've ever oh, worked? My, my, mine was working in an auto parts <laughs> manufacturer factory. I made steering column shafts for Ford F-150s. He said it was boring <laughs> as hell. And I worked 60, 70 hours a week on, on a second and third shift. Also hated working construction. The travel sucks. I just did. I Brett, like Brett's always like just so... And this is no offense to anybody in the, you know, the drive shaft manufacturing or construction. Brett's always so thoughtful on like the, his comments and like the discussions he brings up in the group. I just never thought for him to be straight up fucking like blue collar working man, like those jobs. So I'm surprised by that. Um, you know, I've been in the Navy since I was 19, man. There's a lot of just like, it's got its ebbs and flows. I've had some, you, you know, even though it's all the Navy, like there's a lot of different assignments and I've had some that just sucked. Um, the only thing I did besides that was Subway, which, you know, Subway was a super cake job. So yeah. I can't really go in depth on this one, man. I'll I'll, I'll leave this one to uh, to to you guys. Um, Mine was probably, I don't know. I mean, I never hated any job that I had, but. You hated Cheesecake Factory towards the end of it. <laughs> how how dare you? I'm sorry, Marco. <laughs> yeah, establishment. I did. I did hate the cheesecake factory toward the end. I think serving tables. I think it. it it's you I, like doing the bartender thing, but when you were just waitressing, yeah. Yeah, I loved. Be, I liked being a bartender. That was a lot more fun uh, than just being a straight up like server, you know. But uh, do you not like the term waitress? That's twice you've said server. Are it's you just, like you don't like waitress or what? Yeah, servers. No, I, so I, I just always say until you've never really worked in the industry. I don't know. I just it, I, it was. It seemed like you made a thoughtful choice to to go server it's just on both those put, instead of waitress. It's I just, just what it comes thing. off the uh, the tip of my tongue, okay. which is which is funny because I call I call that a server, but like when I'm talking about like my mom's restaurant, I say waitress. I think it's because so she's a, she's factory, like a di- they have servers, but it. <laughs> They have waitresses, but like Waffle IHOP House, would have Waffle a House has waitresses and waiters. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, right. um, yeah, I mean, it's not. There's no difference. It's just. It's just a different experience. I feel like you're just expecting something different. You know what I mean? I don't expect the same thing out of my freaking beefcake bullshittery 
Um, what? <laughs> it's, it's called, an inside that, was, joke. that was her nickname for the Cheesecake Factory. She called it the Beefcake Bullshittery. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's so, well, that's it's something. so stupid. Dang. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't hate that job. I think probably the working at Sephora was probably the most soul sucking um, job because one, I was an inventory manager there and like, there's so many fucking skews and people steal shit all the time there. And people come in with like the most impossible requests. I'm like, sometimes like they come in with their face. I'm like, baby, you just can't fix it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm not, it's not being rude. I'm just like, dude, you're, you're asking me for something that I can't do. She's with, like, I'm you know not a I fucking mean? miracle worker. I work at fucking Sephora. You got an ugly <laughs> ass face. You need to see a plastic surgeon. No, and it like, kind of makes me, makeup. yeah, exactly. And it kind of makes me sad because I'm like, why do you feel like, like, you don't need all of this. You know what I mean? Like, stop, stop buying $90 eye creams and just like, Find self love. You know what I mean? Like, just wow. love yourself. You know? Sheena's handing these people business cards to plastic surgeons. <laughs> Might want to start here. <laughs> no, I never, I never did that. I was, dude, if you know me in real life, you know, I'm like the most kind, I come off a little harsh here, but I'm like the most kind, empathetic, you know, helpful human being on the, on the planet. So, um, I've heard, Jordan, you and, I've heard you and Seth argue before. I, I mean, me and I, Seth have been married like 20 years. So I mean, what it like, you know, we're like freaking Peg and Al at this point. You know what I mean? Like you're doing what just, with Al? yeah that's probably the job i hated the 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 most like i said it was just so superficial i guess that's where i'm going with this it was just so superficial and you just get tired of like hearing about people's like you know superficial issues all the time all day every day what about you jordan uh definitely my warehouse job um oh i remember those days yeah uh, those 12 hour shifts five five six seven days a week i mean dude i just had no life and i worked every set of hours i worked 2 p.m to 2 a.m i worked 2 a.m to 2 p.m i mean dude it just it absolutely sucked the life out of me and i mean it was the greatest career choice i ever made getting out of that and going into insurance because i just I mean, yeah, I have stressful days now, but it's nothing compared to what I yeah. had before. It just, I just knew I, I was not. I remember when you good, were at that soul sucking job. Yeah. Well, the I problem remember. was, is I knew I wasn't a good person at that point. I wasn't sleeping. Like it just, yeah, it just was not good for my life. <laughs> Marco, Marco, you have a, you have a bad, uh, bad experience. Man, not, not really a bad experience, but, uh, I worked, uh, I did like merchandising for, uh, Home Depot did like you know like no if you walk in there you're like the bays that are all set up around there so worked at worked with a team and stuff like that to like you know reset all those like pretty much every single aisle so like the one yeah, I did the that one, shit it's awful it was like the the one we hated the most obviously like you know like the electrical aisle would get out of hand people would just throw <laughs> shit into different bins and uh, dude, there's I'm, so I'm, many different items at Home Depot I couldn't imagine I'm dude, thinking all that shit I'm thinking about all the dude. shit at Sephora dude but like think about all the different size screws Awful. and yeah. stuff that people just like pull out of the oh, little yeah. drawers and, and I know, I've gone there before with Brett like to get stuff and Brett's just like grabbing the screws and like and the little like the fucking like bits the plumbing and connectors and yeah. just mix them all up and I'm like god damn somebody's about <laughs> yeah. to buy the wrong part and be fucking pissed no yeah. but you know what's gonna happen there's gonna they're gonna have like a, a crew of people go in and they're gonna have to go th- and search through all those little boxes oh and try to God. piece all those things and put them in the right boxes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all yeah, it that, was, sound, yeah, it was that sounds horrible. Tell you what horrible. though, like the most humbling experience was when I was working at the strip club and I got booed off the stage once. Like that was a yeah. very humbling experience <laughs> for me. I was there, I seen it. Husky stood. Yeah, husky stood. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, Johnny JB, you're on Double Dare. Who is your partner and why? 
you must choose a wrestler from any promotion in the air. I'm going with Mick Foley. I think I think he'd be down for any freaking double thing, dare. Dude. I think he, mm. yeah, for double dare. You know, like you got to stick your finger up the big nose and like pull Yikes. out the boogers and like you know, like slide in the chocolate pudding, like pools and all that kind of stuff. Like I feel like Mick Foley would be down to get dirty and like that. I'm going with that racist piece of shit Hulk Hogan because he probably <laughs> wouldn't agree to go on the show unless he was guaranteed to win. <laughs> <laughs> very true i'm going with ultimate warrior man he gets some booger sugar in him and gets going we ain't losing no you ain't losing you that be on that everybody you be breaking down the fucking props and shit yeah oh my god dude Marco. <laughs> yeah, that's funny um man i, I, I want to go with a strategy so you have to go i think you have to go with the excellence of the execution on that you have to go with bret hart i think i think he's gonna He's gonna lead us to that to that victory. And, yeah, I feel like uh, Brett would like break down the other teams. I'd be like, "This fucker's over here slapping legs," and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. just he, make everyone he, feel he, bad for themselves. He, he would, yeah, he would just like kill their confidence yeah. until, they, uh, <laughs> until they couldn't go on anymore. It always it always blew my mind as an adult when I found out like Mark Summer had like severe like OCD or. Um, like the fact that he hosted that show of all shows, where oh, it's yeah. like just, oh, where it's just like filthy and slime yeah. and like all kinds of like mess and stuff like that. Like uh, you know, because his OCD was like germaphobe. Like I think yeah, he was like a hyper like germaphobe and stuff. So yeah, it always blew my mind when I was you know growing up to find out that he was he was like that and that was his show. Sambro, do you guys miss how intense promos used to be? Rewatching the late '90s WCW and everyone is yelling at me. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I love it. I, I, yeah, late nineties WCW is like a fever dream. If you go back and watch it now, dude, it's like <laughs> it's so random and just all over the place, and you never know if stuff's gonna, you know, be followed up on from one week to the next. Like mm. it was insanity. What uh, this is from Zach Hertzler. What WWE or AEW wrestler do you classify as a jobber? QT Marshall. Like yeah. I said, any yeah. hardcore AEW fans. The one thing I always throw back at him is how has QT Marshall gotten consistent screen time <laughs> over the last few years? And I love AEW, but I can't stand like the like the super tribalistic like wrestling fans who like just worship anything AEW does and like any criticism towards AEW just means like that you don't you know you don't know wrestling. So yeah, yeah I think QT Marshall's probably the worst wrestler in AEW or WWE. And Sean um, Spears. Yeah, oh, he's down God. there. Too. Yeah. Um, and last question, Sambro, any of you guys use chat GBT, give yourself a chuckle and prompt it to write promos based oh. on different wrestlers. <laughs> I have. Wait, Seth, I Seth wrote, has been down the chat GBT rabbit hole. Oh man, hole. I've, I've been doing that all week. I actually wrote a movie. Oh, I had chat GBT <laughs> write a movie for me, um, with Vince McMahon as the action star in it. It's actually, it was actually nice. pretty good. I saved it. So I might, I might, uh, save it and send it to you so you guys can read it. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, it, it, it's really incredible technology. I know Sheena's a little bit skeeved out just by how powerful it. it is, dude. But like, you know, I've been sharing it with Jordan. You can get it. You can actually go on, on it and ask it to like book matches. I've been, you know, yeah. I was sharing a lot of them with Jordan and you can get like detailed. It's not like just one on one. Like I was doing like, you know, fantasy book, a fatal four way elimination match between like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And they would write out like a detailed story for how the match yeah. goes. Um, yeah. This was a good segue because we're actually going to debut a new segment after trivia. The way we're going to close each show now, we're going to have Chat GPT 
uh, write us a haiku. We love haikus over here at the Chick Foley Show. We're nice. going to do haikus about random wrestlers. So yeah. that's going to be the way we close out the show for at least the next few weeks. We'll see how it goes until Sheena oh. pulls the plug on it. Yeah, no, that's staying. We, uh, it's staying. Yeah, we had we had it write a song about the Chick Foley Show. Yeah, we had I'll have it to write share it in the group. Yeah, we had it write. Um, uh, what was it? A review of the Chick-fil-A? a review? Yeah, it actually wrote a really detailed review about the Chick Foley show. It even gave some critique. It said, you know, if I had to be critical, sometimes it can be a little bit too. Uh, I think it was WWE like, heavy, right? Yeah, too WWE heavy. Like, um, instead of focusing on all wrestling, like yeah, it was it was off the chain, man. But yeah, Chad GPT, very 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 cool. Definitely something to check out. And it's just you know, it's almost kind of scary to see where. I love going with some of this it, technology. Yeah, and then watch the movie uh, Megan, and you know, then you'll Great. be like, "Oh, this is fucked up." All right, so we are at two and a half hours. We wow. definitely, you know, thanks Dang. to you guys for stuffing the uh, the the listener mailbag. Double um, stuff. Yeah, double stuff, double deep, double wide. Um, <laughs> the long episode. We're gonna wrap it up. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. All right, before we get into trivia, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. You can find all of our, you know, all of our Foley fam at chickfoley.com and go there, join our Facebook group, get in on this next season of the Picks League and follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren that you heard from earlier in the show at Pod Foundation. And reminder, use code Chickfoley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles. So I hope Jordan doesn't mind me sharing this. He let me know that he has a straight up anxiety attack. Every week when he gets these trivia questions, his heart starts racing. Um, but I'm rooting for him, dude. I, yeah. Jordan, I know you can do it. You you freaking you squeezed out the answer last week. You're going to get a streak going, dude. We're going to get two, two straight this week. I just know it, man. Yeah, a peek behind the curtain. I don't like trivia either. That's why I oh, host trivia, God. and I don't participate. I don't participate in trivia. So I'm always pulling. Like Anytime I put anybody in the hot seat, I, I feel for them because ugh, I hate trivia. I, I enjoy doing trivia, but I hate being put in the hot seat. All right. Jordan, are you ready? No. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get ready. Why was Bret Hart unable to appear at the 1992 Royal Rumble? Dang. Oh my God. Dude, I literally just don't give know. your your best educated guess, dude. Why was Bret Hart unable to appear at the 1992 Royal Rumble? We need an answer. Injury. Eh, he had a fever. You know, percent temperature. Yeah, dude. I, I've I've never really gone back to confirm if it was uh if this was a work or a shoot because it did kind of work out pretty conveniently. But he. He got sick. He was supposed to wrestle the Mount. He was supposed to defend his Intercontinental Championship against the Mountie at the 1992 Royal Rumble. And at a house show, I believe the Friday night before the Rumble, he dropped the belt to the Mountie. Uh, they, they they basically played it off like, you know, it was like the flu game. Like he was real sick. And that's why he got beat by the Mountie. And then they had Roddy Piper kind of hot shot and win the Intercontinental Championship at the Rumble as a surprise fill-in. And then we had that classic between Roddy and Brett at WrestleMania. So... I don't. I don't know how much of that was a work or was a shoot or not, but yeah, that was the. Uh, that, that was, was the story a story. Line. Yeah, he had a fever. All right, and now we're gonna. So I. I started. Uh, we're gonna kind of go through all the WrestleManias. All right, I'm kind of just picking like somebody who was featured on each WrestleMania for these haikus. We're gonna start with Big John Stud. So here is the completely AI generated 
Haiku on Big John Stud. This was written in about five seconds from putting the prompt in. Big John Stud stands tall. Wrestling legend of his time. Fans cheer. Hearts in awe. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Beautifully heartfelt. That's, yeah. You guys feeling that one? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All need, right. We need to pick a more exciting wrestler than Big yeah, John Studd. A... Bro, yeah. Big John Studd won the free second ever Royal Rumble. He's a Royal Rumble winner, dude. He I, had I recall we, we watched the number two, the, he had the we number did. two match at WrestleMania one and the body slam match against Andre the Giant. Put some respect on his name, man. Respect. And this guy was cut down in his prime from cancer, dude. Have a heart, man. Great. Rest in peace, Big John Stud. That's going to be the freaking the headline on the uh, dirt sheets, man. Sheena shoots hard on cancer victims. <laughs> oh man, Jesus. but I but I did I, but I did choose a uh, a heart problem victim for my uh, my draft, you know. So maybe wow, what? Oh my God, wow. sign us wow. off. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> it went from I mean, bad to worse, dude. Oh, All right, just let us know who you guys think had the best draft. We will talk to you guys <laughs> next.